Hello, hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of Fire and Ice. I'm Carlton with the Heat. Main with the cool. Yes, we are the partners in podcasting and we are back for another episode of Fire and Ice. First, I'll give a shout out to our peoples at 520 Radio, Power 104, and Round Here Radio. Thank you guys so much for hosting the Fire and Ice podcast. Yeah, thank y'all. All right, we have a special guest uh, host here today. He is my brother. I've known him since college days, literally and figuratively. Right, pun intended. But um he is a, a producer, director, and actor, um, and a businessman out of Atlanta. He's also the co-founder of One Accord Media and one of the co-founder of the Augusta Indie Film Festival, Mr. Quincy Kelly. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate you guys having me here today. Yes, he Quincy's been stalking me. To put oh yeah, fire nice. that was up. Quincy, yes, you got you got a long time, man. <laughs> you you, you got to make sure you're talking that mic. Right? Uh, I'm good. <laughs> Can you hear me? Now you no, good. I'm good. <laughs> Sprint, but um, not Sprint. Ain't that commercial Sprint? Can you hear me? Now? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Oh, What's that's a Verizon, Verizon, Verizon? Verizon. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't have the, the, the guy switched. He used to be a Verizon guy. Nah, he was a trader. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Now he with me. I got you. Okay. <laughs> it happened with the Saki's guy too. Mm. The most interesting man in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Stella Adler now. Hey man, you gotta go to the bag, man. Yeah, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly, for exactly. Real. All right. Well, Quince, thank you for having this. Um, you the rules here on Fire and Ice. If you are a guest co-host, you have to be an element. So, Mr. Quince Kelly, what is your element? For this podcast First name, last name Yeah, 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 exactly I think I'm going to be Iron Man I'm, I'm Iron Iron yeah. Man or Iron Iron man. Okay, iron. gotcha yeah. <laughs> And then, man <laughs> uh, Yeah, we getting somewhere Yeah, yeah. that's perfect for, If you guys have seen Quincy You know that'll be perfect for him Because this is a big guy Like, yeah <laughs> And I don't mean like big Like, you know This is big in stature I'm looking at him, so yeah Yeah, like, you know Seriously, I, I have to tell the story Before we get into our show today Of course Um, Quincy was on my first show College Days Right, and I was introduced to him through an actress that was on the show. And when I first, I was just like, yeah, he wants to act. He's you know trying to get into acting. I said, okay, cool, whatever. I wasn't expecting. He didn't know. She said, hey, he plays football. I was like, okay, all right, cool, whatever. So I see him. I'm immediately shook because this Quincy was like like, like huge. It was like, like, like a wrestler. Yeah. I was like, this guy could literally pick me up and throw me on the ground if he wanted to. Like, it was just that. But he's, like, one of the nicest guys ever. And, I mean, don't test him. Don't try him now. But I'm just saying, like, he's just literally one of the nicest guys ever. But I, just, I, was, I told him recently I used to be afraid of him when I first met him. He just laughed. <laughs> so I was, like, <laughs> I was like, hey, man, you know, just. I was like, hey, make this not, don't make this ain't guy angry. So, but. Nah, I don't want to do that. Nah, nah. <laughs> nah, but he's, he's, he, we've been friends uh, for a very long time now. It's been ten plus. Yeah. All right. Yep. 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 Um. Very. I guess be a, a kind of three sixty here. Mm-hmm. Um. With the joyful moment we just had. Joyful moment we just had. Um. We got bad news, obviously, that you want to share with us. Yeah. Um. Sad news today. Um. For those of you who are avid fans of the Young and the Restless. Um. Young and the Restless actor Christoph St. John. Um. Was uh, passed away. He was found dead in his home. Last night, he died at age 52, according to uh, U.S. Today. Um, his attorney has confirmed that at this death saying an email, sadly, we can't confirm. The L.A. County Department of the Medical Examiner, um, Officer Sarah, said that St. John was pronounced dead at his home in Woodlands Hills on Sunday. Um, she also confirmed that an autopsy will be scheduled on, mon- on Monday. They are saying, it's speculated that he may have died from alcohol overdose. 
Um, also, for people who don't know, um, he has suffered from depression. Um, he lost his son to suicide a few years ago. So people are saying he probably not, never really got over that. So, but definitely a shock, some shocking news. I woke up to that this morning, and it was just, it was sad. Cause, um, like I said, I'm, I'm, I've been watching Younger the Restless since I was like seven or eight. You know, was he still acting on there currently? He was still on there. Wow. He was like, he wasn't as much. He was like, he was still a contract actor, but he was like kind of on recurring status. But um, he, he, we literally just saw him on the screen. I think last week, and Dang. I think he's taped wow. some, and I think he's taped some new scenes. So they tape like soap operas like months in advance. So we, he might be, we might see him if they don't take his scenes out. Mm. Um, in a few months. So, uh, I mean, not, I don't want to brush over it and nothing like that. But I also, since I mean, we got two directors in here. Um, what happens, like, far as writing goes? When, when I mean, I know it probably happened to y'all, but if y'all was in the shoes of the director, of Young and Restless, mm. um, what would you, what, what would you, do, what would you guys do? Like, would you uh, play off, not play off that, but you know, would you write off that? Would mm-hmm. you write them off, like, in the show? Would you just let let it be? Like, how do you create? How do you how do you choose to be creative after something like that happens to somebody you were creating with? Yeah, I, I think it's <clears throat> I think in this situation it, it's it's really a case by case basis. But I mean, Kristoff has been on Young and the Restless, like Carlton said, for forever since ninety one. Yeah, so you you would assume I would think that Young Young and the Restless would probably take the approach of giving him an honest, uh, very kind of tribute exit to the show, mm-hmm. um, based on they're probably. The, uh, devoted um, episode to him probably brings some old people back. Right. Mm-hmm. I right. seen the scene you posted. Not to cut you off. I seen the scene you posted today with Shamal Moore. Mm-hmm. Honestly, when you when you posted, I didn't know what's going on because I've been at work all day today. Yeah. So I didn't know what's going on. I just happened to see it, and then when you when you just brought it up, I said, okay, that was that's what that was. Mm-hmm. God watched it like what what I didn't you know I, I was like what, but now I see why you yeah. posted it. Okay, it makes yeah, sense. People now. been I, people been posting like old scenes. I've been watching old scenes all day. Just kind of yeah. just watching reminiscing. Like I said, it's sad. But to answer your question, um. I agree with Quincy. Like I said, he's been on there so that he's been on there for like almost 27, 28 years. Well, let's just say thirty, rounded up, thirty years. So he is owed that honor. His he he deserves his legacy deserves to be remembered. So I think as far as writing, I think because nobody else can play that role. It's right, like right. there's no need of me trying to bring somebody else to play Neil Winters. Kristoff is Neil Winters. So I think the only thing to do is to 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 kill his character off and but do it in a way that's you know, that honors him. Right. So yeah. they I think like I said again, I'm not sure if he has tape scenes before his before he passed. If they have, I would say keep him in. And what then about, and then um, kind of just yeah work it after that. I mean even looking at his IMDB page, I mean this guy he's he's the young and the rest is he's done of thirty years, but he's also been a veteran in the industry for Yeah, I seen him I seen him in other other, yeah, other jobs. I mean, Jamie Foxx, Family Matters, um, Living Single Martin, some of the other shows that we know. He he's he's been around for a long time. Um I, I'm not a director or, or writer, um, for that matter, but I guess in my mind, I would I would say like maybe would, when you could tell me that was like, if that's a good idea, you know, maybe you do something different, or we could just kind of bounce ideas real quickly um, to kind of take the sadness off of it. If you had to give a scene, um, how would you? What would you think about a scene being like maybe you bring him somebody like Shamar Moore back, mm-hmm. or you know, people that maybe blew up back that did scenes with him, right? And you know, how people have funerals, people talk at the funerals. Yeah. Like maybe a whole episode dedicated to people really just talking about them at the funeral and just just, just that kind of vibe. I think that's an excellent yeah. idea. I think that's it's definitely much needed. He deserves that. His legacy deserves that. Um, I know for, again, for this on my soap heads, um, 
something is Jeanne Cooper or Janine Cooper. She played Catherine Chancellor. She's like one of the oldest characters that was on the show. She passed away, and they did like a, a special episode where people just sat around and just talked about her. And so I feel like he deserve. I think he deserves that this week. I feel like he should have an episode about him Friday, whatever episode that's supposed to air aired on Monday. I think Christoph needs his own episode on Friday, and then like you said, I think that's a great idea. Inviting some of the old characters that are, you know, their characters haven't been killed off, but they just moved away, come back for the funeral, and they're actually the whole episode is his memorial, and the people are talking about, you know, talking about right, Neil, right? But they're actually talking about Christoph. I think that's an yeah. excellent idea, actually. Yeah, and Carlton hit it on the head. A lot of times, um, shows will do that too. They'll go out of schedule uh, to honor that person that is the that has been lost. So I think. Um, he definitely could, that your idea was exactly what I was thinking. Uh, that 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 funeral, um, that real moment to show to yeah. honor him and to kind of take away from the sadness, but really honoring and paying homage to him. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Man, I, yeah. I, I think the dope thing about that is honestly, a lot of times people act. You um yeah 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 create. I guess y'all get the bond based off doing things together, right? Mm-hmm. But that particular person is a real person in real life. So. Right. Neil, you know, in real life, you know, you know who he is, and I think it's like you do it both. You honor the character, but you're also honoring the person in, in real life, you know. Yeah. So kind of like, kind of like a play on, you know, double double play. Yeah. I mean, just to piggyback off what you just said too, um, when you do a season of a show with people, you become family. This man has been on the show for thirty years. Right. I'm not even thirty years old yet. That's crazy. Man, yeah, that's 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 a family. He's built a bond with this network, with these with these producers, the directors. So I'm pretty sure they're all pretty much hurting. And it's before they can even think about how to move forward with honoring him on the television, they gotta think about how they can honor him just as a family member that they lost. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. Um yeah, so that definitely rests in peace to him. Yeah, definitely. It just I'm a to be transparent, it just told me up all day. Like I said, it just kinda just and I was telling somebody, I said, it's kind of weird because I didn't know him, but I felt like I did. Because, again, I've been watching him. I remember, it's crazy, because my grandma, when she was living, she used to watch Dr. the Wrestlers. And I stayed with her. And so I would watch with her. And so I always used to be like, where's the black family? Like, because that's what I saw. I saw Neil. I saw Drusilla. I saw Olivia. I saw um, Shamar Moore's character. Like, I saw those people. And, but that, to just to kind of tie it to something else, that's why representation is so important. Because... I saw somebody on the screen that looked like me. I didn't understand what was going on, but I gravitated towards that family because I saw um, people that had my same skin color. So that's just very important. And like I said, with Kristoff, what he did, he changed what the dynamics of what black people look like on television, on daytime mm-hmm. television, I should say. He was an executive at one of the highest companies in the city. So... He he changed the dynamic of how we are represented on daytime television. So um, I think for that he definitely should be honored. And um, again, it's a sad thing, and this also brings up the conversation about we need to make sure we check in with people. Mm-hmm. Um, mental illness is real. Mental health is important, and just recognizing the signs that just because somebody says they're okay doesn't really mean that they're okay. Exactly. So that's true, man. Yep. That's true. Um, yeah, I definitely would say, you know, we always talk about mental health and just checking on people and, and making sure they're good. So um, if you can, obviously do that to all your closest friends or friends that you haven't spoken to in a while. You know what I'm saying? You never know what somebody's going through. Um, and people wear it different ways, you know what right, I'm saying? Right. So they could it could be fine one day, you know. Well, sometimes it, some people, from what, I was, what I've been told and the stories I heard, sometimes people know what they want to do, 
So they'll be different that day anyway. Not mm-hmm. different in a sense of bad, a good different. Like them wanting that to be the last you you know you recognize them for. Mm-hmm. So they might go out their way and just be happy and you know be extra. You always gotta watch a sound like that as well. So um, definitely rest in peace to him and anybody that's out there suffering from depression. But definitely you know talk to somebody, anybody. Um, so yeah. Um, it's no really, no really good segue, so I'm just going to go start from the Super Bowl. You know, yeah. We're going to work our way up to happiness, I guess. Yeah. So we start from the yeah. bottom, which is Super right. Bowl. Yeah. Um, Definitely was Definitely. the bottom. <laughs> uh, let's, let's, I guess, let's, let's, no pun intended, let's tackle this. Let's tackle this. I love your, right. your words. I love your wordplay. Word I, I, I did Google words the other day. I Google, I'm trying to Google transitions because I'm tired You're of saying it, the same thing. I'm, I love I'm it. tired of it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, furthermore, not a fuck, but yeah, it was definitely. Uh, well, how how'd you feel? Before we get into it, you the guest. How you feel about the game? You watched the yeah. football game? So I did. I did watch the football game, and I live in Atlanta. So you know, I, I was there for the entire hype of this Super Bowl in the city. My office is a block from the arena, from the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So, man, the anticipation that was built up for this game, and for it to be so disappointing. Mm. I mean, I, I I was blown away. Um, you know, of course, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. You know, everybody, nobody likes him, but you can't can't deny that he's the greatest of all time. Yeah, he's definitely talented. Yeah. Oh definitely yeah, yeah, talented. on a whole other level. You never, we won't see another Tom Brady in our life. I, I always say like, I don't like the Patriots, but I don't have no problem with Tom Brady. He, I just like them as an organization, but Tom Brady is just that play. Like, right? You, it's, it's a, he's a model for you know, a model for NFL. You yeah, know what I'm model player. And being from Atlanta, you know, um, I we were all rooting for the Rams. Because the Patriots beat us in the Super Bowl two the years twenty eight three situation. Yeah, hey man, we're not gonna talk about oh. that. It was a game that happened at some point that we were involved in. That's all you need. Well, I, I will say this though. I'll say that much. That that game was way more exciting than. This oh game. yeah, definitely. Yeah, this was the most boring Super Bowl ever. I, I, one of the commentators said uh, one of the most exciting things was a sixty five yard punt. That yeah, I, I, I was watching during that time. That was crazy. Like he said it. Why it happened didn't right. happen. He was like, "Oh yeah," and that was like the highlight of the first half. Right, right, right. The right. fact that he he punted sixty five feet and it that was by mistake, really. Yeah, yeah. they let it go. You know, they it went, bounced. Yeah, that was that was that was it. I took I told people yesterday. Uh, I posted. I said, "You know, the best part about the Super Bowl was me taking a shower at halftime. Like that was the best part. I, I felt great. Opened the new box of soap. That's always great. You know, what I'm saying? stupid. You can feel the words on your skin. That's always that's always dope. He's stupid. Uh, shout out to Dove. But yeah, like I just I was like. I came out of the show. I'm like, I didn't miss nothing. Like, right. I literally could have watched. I literally could have watched the game, the fourth quarter, and not missed anything. You like, there was nothing, yep. nothing significant happened from quarter one to three. I my, I, I saw my eyelids in quarter four. I was, I was gone. But I I, was, that, that was the action pack. Well, yeah. right, right. That, I, that, I know um, it's crazy to say that, but that was the action pack part. <laughs> I, <laughs> I watched the halftime show, and after that, I left. Um, yeah, because I'm not really into football like that. But well, what, 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 well, can you can you describe that? I didn't watch the halftime show. I can't. I, I was my halftime show, so yeah, you know. So <laughs> you um, get bar soap. Yeah, uh. yeah, more than that, but just definitely definitely bar soap. But <laughs> but but uh, <laughs> I, would, I, would, I I heard that people. Well, I seen online people weren't really uh, weren't really happy with. But here's the thing, Travis Scott or here's the Big thing. Boy. This is why people aren't happy with them because of course people think they they mm. cross the picket line and they're supposed to be boycotting with Kaepernick and all this other stuff. That's why people are not happy. But let's keep it 100. If it was Beyonce, y'all would have been watching. Anyway, moving on. So, Maroon 5. I like Maroon 5. I'm a Maroon 5 fan. I'm not like a fan fan. Like I go to a concert. They're dope. But yeah. they're, they're a good band. I thought they did pretty good. The controversy came with that was because, of course, Super Bowl is also known as Janet Jackson Appreciation Day. 
And the reason why it's known as that is because, you know, she got flashed the breast. Flashed the breast and then people, you know, she got uh, excommunicated from the Super Bowl. She's never allowed to perform again. So now they're they, they dedicated as ja- Janet Jackson Appreciation Day. Well, people were upset because they're like, well, because uh, the lead singer of Maroon 5, uh, Adam Levine, he took off his shirt. And they was like, okay, so Adam can show his nipples, but Janet can't show hers. So people was kind of going in about that, and, so and it was I a think, mistake. I think that's a little she different, but yeah. definitely, yeah, it was, it was. But that's some of the controversy. And I was just like, y'all reaching, but okay. <laughs> well, you know, we, I mean, we live in an age now where gender gender equality is one of the hottest topics. So, yeah, you know, you you got to feel like a man can do, a woman can do what a man can do. I think that's what the big. But well, that means they need to that. they need to be upset with every single television station because I mean, I agree, boobs are blurred out. So yeah, and then chest and chest and chest aren't blurred out. So I don't, I don't see that. I definitely don't see the comparison there. There that's is none. It. But people, again, like Quincy was saying, again, we're in an age where everybody's super sensitive, and everybody right. has like their voices want to be heard. So it's like basically they're like, no, we need to see Janet Jackson's breast. It's, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. Me neither. But I'm just saying. Me neither. I definitely just, that probably that would have been a highlight too. But that would have made Super Bowl better. <laughs> you stupid. Yeah. But. Matter of <laughs> fact, I don't even know who who played that year that happened with Janet. Nobody yeah. remembers. I nobody remembers. I that. just remember that happened. Yeah. I, I do remember the last time the the Rams and Patriots played because I remember I got in trouble. So I couldn't watch the game, and as a person, I was going for the Rams back then, and mm. they lost. So yeah, um, different but, Rams team back. The better game too. Mm. It was a much better game then. Yeah, the whole first, the whole first five minutes was better than that whole. <laughs> yesterday. Um, and then Don't know yeah, what happened so, yesterday. So Maroon Five performed this song. Travis Scott came out. So what they did was they didn't pull a Coldplay because see Coldplay messed up. The year Coldplay did theirs, they had Beyonce come out. She just took over the whole thing. So. Maroon Five was smart. Maroon Five did this song. They had Travis Scott coming in the middle, like coming in the part, do his his new song. He got out now. He left. Maroon Five continued. Then they bought Big Boy out, and uh, what's his name, the singer that always sings. Sleepy with them. Brown. Sleepy Brown. They brought them out. They sung. Did their little two little songs, and then Maroon Five ended it, and that was it. So to me. I can see the disappointment because we're in yeah, Atlanta. I'm, I'm disappointed you know, hearing about Atlanta it. artists and like you really, it really wasn't a big Atlanta representation. But I, I get it because I guess again people were, quote unquote, standing with Kaepernick. So I guess they didn't want to. Because me personally, I'd have been like, I know people don't really like her like that. But I do. I think Cardi B would have been cool to come out there, see Migos come out there because you know her Offset they cool, they cool now. So it's like that'd have been dope. I mean, obviously, see like Usher, like Maroon Five from Atlanta, or something. No, no, maybe. they're the national artists that. They I mean, I think they're the yeah. only people that agreed to do it because I mean, I know they originally wanted Jay Z, but he turned it down. Yeah, so there's um, a few people turned it down. Yeah, more, yeah, yeah. but definitely. Um, I mean, I ain't, I'm not. I, you don't really get crazy points for me for turning it down. It's it's, it's really your prerogative. I mean, I, if I get why people do it, you know mm. what I'm saying. But like I said, I'm not giving you extra points for turning it down. Big boy needed a check, man. He needed that money. But so. the, definitely. <laughs> but like, I think we talked about this though. But I was saying to me, I feel like that could have been your opportunity to make a really big statement. Like get on there. Like you get get into their territory and then do your thing. Like I feel like well, you that's, got you got Travis Scott. He's still fairly new. He's he's trying to get all. Of, you know, you no, got to strike while it's hot. No, He's not gonna make no, right, no, no big no, boy. No, definitely, no, 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 that no, big no. boy who's a legend who who doesn't have anything to lose right. at all. No, I'm I'm not saying what big boy and Travis Scott did was wrong. Do you do you do? I'm saying for people that are actually like protesting and boycotting, if you were offered the chance to be on the Super Bowl, I say all right, take it and oh, then okay, okay. cross into that territory to do what you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Beyonce did it when she performed. She she got up there, did her black her black power statement, and it's like people are kind of still talking about it. So I feel like that was your opportunity to kind of. Akon even said it. I didn't read the whole interview, but I read some of. It. He was saying that he felt like that was dumb 
to not if if you're asked to perform at the Super Bowl, it was dumb not to do it. So I mean, yeah, but you know, it's, but it's, it's, everybody's prerogative. Uh, yeah. I mean, I I'm curious to see. I'm, I'm curious to hear or listen to what like more relevant artists would, would think. Like mm-hmm. not no disrespect to Akon, just because he's a, he's a known artist, but it's mm-hmm. not he's knocking down his door. I want to know somebody like like Beyonce. Like what, what like what what are they saying? How she gonna go with her husband? They on the same page or whatever. But but what's interesting though, her artists performed though. They did and they did a great job. Who, who's that? Uh, Chloe and Haley. They're two sisters. Okay. They're, they're like they performed at the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. They did the not the national anthem, but whatever the song is before the national anthem. But in their song, Nigga the, spiritual. I mean, no, it was a Nigga spiritual. <laughs> I know, right? No, I really don't know. It's, it's, it's the the s- What's the next? Mister Voice is saying. It's like America. Oh, America. Yeah. Okay, but they sung you. it. it was, they sung that sounded great. They did a great job. Then Gladys Knight did the national anthem. How'd she do? She did phenomenal. She, she did good. Yeah. She's Gladys Knight. I, was I nervous, didn't watch though. this. I, I, got that. I don't know. She def, She made it her own. And, you know, oh. that's a slippery slope when you make the national anthem your own. It's, True. it's only one national anthem, ain't it? Like what yeah. uses, right? I mean, the way she sung, she, way she sung it oh, was, okay. was, was, was her way. I, I that that is one that's, that's a tricky song because when I hear it, I only hear Whitney Houston sing it. I don't hear nobody else. Like so, when that landed the, the free part, mm. I, I I be wanting to say like Whitney Houston do it. <laughs> but if you can't do it, it's like don't do it. But then mm. it's like I'm okay with you not messing up. But I'm like you couldn't do Just it. Make sure you, you know what I'm saying? Words. I'm st- they're, yeah, they're, they're you're not gonna up. win. You're not gonna win that one. That's yeah, her song, up. pretty much. So. I mean, everybody know Whitney. Whitney's Astro Anthem was the standard. Yeah, Mariah yeah, did a great job at, when she was younger singing that song too. Um, but yeah, I mean, not that today. So. It's funny that we spent majority of the time talking about the halftime show and the national anthem of the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> one touchdown. That's, that's how terrible. the football game was. <laughs> one, one touchdown. Great pass. You know, all right, moving on. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> um, it's really nothing to, nothing to talk about. No, 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 um, it's like no. the Rams just didn't come to play, man. I think the Rams just did not show up. They didn't they, want to play a game. And they were, they, were, they were a pretty exciting team during the, during the season. During the, yeah, yeah. They, they, they abandoned their entire game plan. I was, I was a little upset. People saying uh, it's not a boring game. They're just playing good defense. I'm, I'll be honest with you. I don't care about seeing good defense Super Bowl. Nobody I, wants I, to see good defense. I want to see touchdowns. Yeah. So I want y'all to play. I want y'all to play to win. Yeah. Not play. I want you to play strategically. That, that that's why you get three three. Yeah. Everybody wants to see people score touchdowns, man. And I, I don't think I don't really think that they were playing that great of defense. I think that apparently. Yeah. I think <laughs> for the Rams, I think that they literally just didn't come to play, man. They're running team. They didn't run the ball. They threw the ball all yeah. game for some reason, and they they abandoned the. the MVP candidate Todd Gurley, they should have gave him the ball all game. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, I, uh, it was game disappointing. Was, it was, yeah, it was. It was very. Yeah. And then you start thinking about the, the the previous week when when the Saints got that little missed call, and it's like, right? We really could have just we could we could have just had the Saints in the game. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, I, a lot of people I, said I, that. But I know Atlanta people don't want. Ain't that your rival? Yeah, I'm no, not, that would been that would have been blasphemy. Be to I'm gonna be clear. This. I'm not a Falcons fan. I, I'm, I don't like no 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 Atlanta team. No Georgia team. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, no, it's all good. I mean, I was I was up twenty three. I I, I I like that. Yeah. But then, but like, I just I just was a weird I just, day. I want I want to explain that though. Yeah, please. Yeah, do that for me. The Saints is our ultimate rival. They're they're they've been our rival for it since since the beginning of the organization. And the Patriots are. We just hate the Patriots because they beat us in the Super Bowl a couple years ago. So if they both would have been in the Super Bowl in Atlanta, oh, that'd have been horrible. That would have been yeah, terrible. I, it would have been, but boy, would have been happy. It would have been a way yeah, better game. Way be, be better. Twenty three minutes in, we, we trying to stretch this football talk. I, I can I can feel it, but <laughs> boy, that would have been a it would been a great game. Yeah, it would have been a great Brees game. Breeze versus Brady. You want to see that? You know what I'm saying? I, and I really don't know if the Patriots would have won. 
I really think that the Saints could have beat the Patriots in that in that Super Bowl game. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, you're right. I, I think the same. I think it just been a better game. Yeah, I, but I didn't. I did. I didn't think the Rams would play that bad though. That's, that's, I didn't that's, either. I wouldn't have bet on the Rams, but I I wouldn't have bet that they would only have three points. That yeah. that, that 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 threw me off. They only had three, right? They ain't never scored extra 13 points. Thirteen three. Yep, that was the score. Okay. So you got to look at it though. You had a you got a head coach. The Rams head coach is like night and day. The Rams head coach is youngest youngest head coach to ever play in the Super Bowl. He's thirty three years old. Yeah. Against the wisest coach to ever play in the Super Bowl, Bill Belichick, I think yeah. I think he got nervous. I mean, mm. I, 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 you might be right because I didn't. I don't think I, I don't think I analyzed the game that much to to or watched it that much. I'm not gonna. I was in my phone. I was yeah doing everything. It wasn't, the it was, game was it wasn't just interesting. Not, yeah, I think I was reading the back of my bike in the Mike and X box. Be honest with you, my I'm trying to see what great. came in there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I ain't going to party. I got a free pizza doing the game. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah, that's, that's probably up. the highlight of that. That was the highlight. That was Super Bowl 53. I had some pizza, bro. Yeah. Um, but so, uh, like you said, you was in Atlanta, mm-hmm. coming, um, you know, going into the Super Bowl. So you seen the hype around it? Yeah. Uh, are you from Augusta? No, I'm from Atlanta. I'm okay. from Atlanta, from Decatur. Well, around here, there's this thing called the Masters. This is mm-hmm. a little golf tournament they have every year. <laughs> little golf. And uh, <laughs> around this city, what they do is anything that's not fixed, they fix for that week. Yep. Uh, if your rent not paid, they pay. Now they don't do all that, but they they do a lot. Like they were, it was the bridge wasn't working for like what two years almost. Mm-hmm. Masters came, the bridge working. Yep. I don't think it's safe to this day, but it just, they just opened it right out of nowhere. Yeah. Never seen no Mexicans over there. They just opened it one day. Wow. And um, I mean workers, you know. Thank but, you. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So that's it to say it's a lot of hype. We 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 definitely understood that. I I said that on Twitter. I got like a lot of good feedback on that too. Like. They were showing the things y'all were doing. I said, this remind me of Augusta during the Masters week, mm-hmm, like a mm-hmm. week before that. So I, I talked about leading up to, um, there was a particular incident okay. leading up to the Super Bowl. Okay. Oh, man. Um, I asked in this very in this very room, and I got the, I went to my phone, waiting for my guests, and I see Bow Wow on the screen. Mm. It wasn't for Light Mike. Mm. Um, <laughs> it wasn't for nothing. It was just, he had scratches on Like, he just ran to Wolverine. Yeah. And, uh... They said he got arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know any more about that story? I can't Carlton? read the story. According to Vibe.com, Bow Wow and ex-girlfriend Kiyomi Leslie arrested after a domestic dispute. Um, the, the weekend, last weekend, instead, instead of happily attending a Super Bowl party in support of the teams, a former couple is spending their time in recovery and tangled in legal proceedings for a domestic dispute. On Saturday, Bow Wow and his on and off going on and off again girlfriend were both arrested after a fight that occurred in Atlanta early in the morning. According to WSB TV, officers weren't able to determine the aggressor in the altercation, so both parties were charged with battery and sent to Fulton County Jail. According to TMZ, though, Bow Wow has since been released on bond. And as um, Maine is saying, yeah, if you look at the picture, Bow Wow got all these scratches on his face. He literally looks like Wolverine, like to say, all over his face. So <laughs> it's like, it's really crazy. Um, and while both individuals were arrested for the incident, reps say Bow Wow allegedly said Holden was the main aggressor. Bow Wow's mugshot showed two scratches across the forehead and one beneath the eye. Um, unconfirmed reports allege that Bow Wow suffered multiple injuries, including a gash in his neck and side and bruised ribs. And if you look at her picture, she is unscathed. Just, I mean, her hair's a little messed up, but I mean, she. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to say this. Um, y'all know I'm an avid reality TV show watcher as well. They were both on Growing Up Hip Hop Atlanta this mm-hmm. past season. Their relationship is definitely um, aggressive. They got into a lot of arguments and uh, 
altercations, not physical, but it was definitely a lot of arguments on the show. So to see this report, I can see that she definitely was the aggressor in the situation because she used to pick fights with him all the time on the show. Mm. Like, it's just like arguments because she's she's really jealous. She thinks mm. that I was always cheating on her or whatever. So she always used to be cussing him out, different things like that, just saying crazy things or whatever. Um, so, yeah, my but my issue with this is the there was not really any outrage as far as this domestic dispute. Now, let it this have been reversed if a right, dude right. would have put his hand on the let, let, let this have been Chris Brown Rihanna. Not trying to bring up the past, but I'm just saying. Well, it definitely would have been an outrage uh, on this situation. I'm going to read the post of the week now. Go ahead. That, that kind of what it ties into. Hit it. Um, it's, the, it's a retweet, but I'm going to read the first tweet that says, yo, nah, I can't. Enough of this story. She literally walked away untouched while he looked like he fought a pack of stray mountain lions. I'm not really sure where the joke was going with that. But that's the, that's the original tweet. Mm-hmm. So they're laughing about it. It's a joke, obviously. Somebody retweeted and said, uh, now see, when Rihanna put her hands on Chris Brown and he snapped and beat the out of her, I don't want to say the word, obviously, mm-hmm. y'all said he was wrong. But when Bauer ain't hit her back, he a laughing stock or a P word. Mm. Mm-hmm. Men can't win either way. This is what I be talking about. That's facts. Um, yeah, and I definitely agree with I that. I agree with that. He hit her back. Like it's almost, you know, it's almost like that, that, that saying they say when you're famous and you get into it, somebody that's not famous. It's like you know, I hit you, you know, you sue me. So, but if I don't, I'm 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 wrong either way. Like, right. I'm not gonna win no way. So if I hit you, I'll get sued. You'll get the fame. I'm the I'm the idiot. I don't hit you. I'm not real. Like, like oh, that rapper syndrome. Oh, Catch twenty two yeah. on the both yeah. sides. Yeah, pretty it's much. It's a double standard. Yeah, the whole thing's a double standard, man. Like I said, I said, I said, this is this is domestic violence. I don't care what how you how you slice it up. It's domestic violence, and she needs to get just as much ridicule as a man would get if he was hitting well, on a woman. I wanna I wanna look at another perspective too, though, um, because you said it, Carlton. They were on the show. They've been obviously on on and off again relationship for a while. At some point, as a man, you got to understand a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's, it's opportunities that you can walk away from this a long time ago if you realize this woman is always jealous, always going through stuff. At some point, we got we as a man got to because we all go, we, we we're gonna always be wrong. Mm-hmm. That's just that's the double standard of life. We're gonna be the ones that are going to go to jail or are going to be looked at. She could have had a little, a little, a little speck Nick, of my blood yeah. on her. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be going. We're going to be going to jail for it, though. But I definitely commend Bawa if he didn't hit her back, because that's that's really what a man should do in every situation. Um, but we got to also think about it before that we get to that point and realize if it's a toxic relationship, we need to step away. I agree with what you're saying, but however, I feel like if we if the roles were reversed, if we were to say something like that to a woman, then it'd be like, oh, we're putting blame on the woman. You see what I'm saying? Like it's like because I, no, but I, but I get what you're saying, I, and I agree with you. But it's like if you were to say to if you were to say it to a woman, hey, you should understand, recognize the signs, and you should have walked away from that. It's like you're telling them you deserve to get hit because you didn't walk away. It's just, it's it's kind of the same thing. You know, yeah. I, get, I get what you're saying, and I, I'm not like I I think it's like a nobody's right or nobody nobody's right. wrong. I mean, right, right, wrong right, right. Y'all both kind of right because y'all both making your own points. But I do uh, agree, and I guess. The word I've been using lately is kind of like uh, they call it, I think, self accountability, pretty much. Mm. So it's like uh, in any in any situation, you can blame somebody, but you can also always hold yourself accountable for certain things. Mm. Uh, if I fight somebody because they spit on me, right? I could say I fought them because they spit on me, 
But my temper is what I'm holding myself accountable for. I just allow, allowed it to, to get that far, or whatever. Mm. Um, when it comes to relationships like that, I think let's just, let's take let's take the assault out of it because that's what makes it that's what makes it seem more 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 violent. Mm. Um, let's say cheating, for instance, whatever, and you with somebody, and they and they cheated, whatever. But yeah, you you keep allowing it, allowing it, or whatever. And when it's the point where it hurts you to the point where like you just can't go on anymore, or something like, or you just you really hurt you to hurt to the core. You really can't really blame that person. You can if you want to, but you still got yourself accountable for allowing it to happen over and over again to get to that point of where it's like it hurts you that deep now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like you still like it's right to 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 walk away from certain things because you have the choice. You have the choice to, right. but you have to recognize that you just chose not to take that choice. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying. Just you chose to get beat up. That's not, you probably, you probably th- thought the person was going to change. Mm. But at the end of the day, when it keeps happening over and over again, you kind of got to assess the situation from a certain standpoint. And a lot of times people don't want to hear that, though. You know, they don't want to hear holding themselves accountable. Like, why would I do that? You know what I mean? Nobody wants to do that. So. But it needs to be recognized, though. I don't, in any situation, this is still a double standard. Well, it's definitely a double standard. Yeah, the and double I think, standard that exists. I think, I think, I think that's, that's the... That's the main part of it. The caveat to it, though, is I love the self I love that holding yourself accountable piece because there are still two parts of the story. I don't care. Even if you were to reverse it, reverse it. Mm. as a woman in this situation, you got to encourage that woman to leave. You got to say, hey, at some point, you, we got to decide when our safety is more important than anything else as a man or a woman because abuse happens on both sides of the, yeah, of the spectrum. Um, but yeah, I, I I fully agree with you on the double standard. A lot of times too, when it comes like a domestic thing, like like you say though, you said that on the show they you kind of can tell they they they, they kind of go back and forth. Yeah. So even though, like let's 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 say Bow Wow said uh, it was her that did it, and you can clearly see that, right? Like he said, that's it's, you can blame her for that particular situation. But in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a as a whole, mm-hmm. they both got to be held accountable because y'all could just clearly be away from each other. If it's not if it's not healthy, just back away from each other. That's true. But would we still be saying this if the roles were reversed? That's that's all I'm saying. I, feel, I would. I feel like this, Bow Wow. No, huh? no, 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 no. Any man. I'm not talking. Oh, any- about, let's take out Bow Wow. Let's take out the celebrity part of it. If anybody was going through this situation, would we still be saying but, this? Would we still be saying you got to hold yourself accountable and all that stuff? That's that's all I'm saying because I feel like. We are trying, not we, as in this table, but I feel like the conversation is kind of trying to place Bow Wow as like, oh, he's the man that he should be held responsible for what happened. No, no, no. Well, I'm going based off what you said, and you telling me that they argue a lot. Yeah, I know men and women that argue a lot. Right. I mean, no, I get that. But man, the man might beat up, right? The women up, but they already fighting and arguing. Right. I've seen. It, it just be it be going back and forth. Sometimes she wins, sometimes he may win. He might hit with a pot. She might throw something at her. She might cut him. She might scratch his neck. Whatever you know, all that stuff. So if that that was the case, and I knew that, and then the man beat the woman up, yeah, I still would say the same thing. Yeah, I would but too. Just off the backstory, not and not and not knowing, like not knowing no backstory, just seeing a man and a woman, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't. But not, not based saying on what you that said, you, I would. but I'm saying like just oh. the conversation in general. Because oh, I'm yeah, saying yeah, like the conversation in general, definitely. not because what be happening is you not even knowing the facts. You let's just throw in the whole Chris Brown and Rihanna situation. Let's just throw that in there. Again, not saying that he was right for bashing in the face, but nobody really knew the fact that she was actually the original aggressor of what happened. So it's like you um, and we immediately, when a woman says a man's been punching me in the face and hitting me, da da da, we immediately be like, all right, we believe the woman, da da da. But it's like with this, clearly, Bow Wow's the the person, the victim in the situation. Well, when, when you got gender, it's always gonna be, it's always gonna be like that because in society. 
be both looked at as differently. I mean, we could preach equality all we want to. You want to mm-hmm. get equal pay, equal this, equal that, but we all going to be viewed differently. You know what I'm saying? And right. my thing is, look at, I'm going to take it back, look at my left eye. She had applauded for burning that man's house down. That's like, that's an applauded thing they, they, they talk about. Like, that's something that, that's applauded. A man do that to a woman, that's not applauded. He's crazy. He tried to kill her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I... My bad, I didn't even catch you off. But also, you gotta. I, we we were talking about the double standard, but the reality of life is that these are two totally different perspectives. Mm. Like a man is physically stronger than a woman. Yeah. On a, yeah. like, so we can't look at it as all the time of if it was the world's reverse. Like, we gotta hold ourselves as men to a higher standard because we it, it's not a fair fight. You most, know what? On most on most times, sometimes it is. You you're right because even when you think about. Like I don't know if you, if you have been in, in any altercation with women, but like yes. let's say if, like even for me, like, I can I'm gonna talk about it personally right here. I'm not gonna say everything, but like even like last week, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking to somebody and he just boom, just hit me, you know, scratch my back, of my neck. But I have enough force so I can just kind of grab the person and mm-hmm. just chill. I could easily grab the hit if I want to. If I got I got restraint. I'm a I'm a man, you know what I'm saying? Strong and physically just stronger than her. I'm able to hold it and just yeah, exactly. This is myself, not just go back into it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like. I don't want to speak about something like that, but it's like that happens. That it's not happen. It don't happen often, but at the same time, it's like it, it could have went left very quickly. But since I'm since I am stronger, I know I am stronger. I have more strength. I can I can take a punch. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Um, I'm able to set, have that situation differently. Now some people might be different. Now you know, we said men are stronger. A man might not be stronger than his woman. Mm-hmm. I don't right, know. I never right. had that situation before, but. Like he's he's a strong guy. I'm pretty sure he didn't have it either. Um, you seem strong. You know what I'm saying? You tried it. And that, you, no, you, you, you're, you're not a little dude, Carter. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, come on, uh, yeah, yeah come I on, man. Pretty much the same. No, I'm just how you said it's like you seem strong. Oh, oh no, okay, because okay. okay. yeah. it's, yeah. it's, yeah. it's not absolute. You tried it. Talk, but, you're the strongest man I know. But you, man. you said That's something. That's a lot too. You said something uh, that was key. Also, man, it's like the perception is really important because for me, I never ever in my life thought about hitting a woman. What do I look like hitting a woman? I'm a big dude. Like if I've I've had an altercation where a woman has hit me before, never thought about hitting the back. So it's I think you can control the situation. Yeah, I, I, I know I can control the situation. It's like your little brother, like you, yeah. your, your little brother can fight you all day. But when you really want to stop him, you can stop him. Yeah, pretty much. I get it, but we're not gonna. I, my thing is, I'm just no. I get what you're saying, and I get that we are the stronger gender. I understand it, but let's not just. Let's not make fun of the situation. I feel like he's, again, he's getting the brunt of the jokes because he did the right thing, essentially. He didn't put his hands on her. I do agree with that. You see what I'm saying? Like, that's we also, not. We also got to understand it. It's, it's also, it's Bow Wow. I mean, no, I that's, get that. I'm just, but if we, I'm taking. I guess for me, I'm taking celebrity out of it. Yeah, it's not a joking situation. It's not. It's not. Yeah. And I feel, and no again, way. I feel like to me, I know the world is not equal. I know, like, again, things are, are different on different spectrums or whatever. But just for me, I just feel like this is something that needs to be talked about because I always say everybody needs to just keep their hands to themselves. Agreed. And I feel like women feel like because they're not supposed to be hit, that gives them the liberty to put their hands on people. Yeah. And that's not right. I don't I don't I don't care. I don't care if I'm I don't care if I'm stronger. I don't care if I have to practice restraint to not touch you. Don't put your hands on me. I don't it doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, again, not saying that it's right, you might you might run into a man that doesn't practice restraint and then you're in a uh, in a in a bad situation. So if everybody would just keep their hands to themselves again, not saying you're not gonna ever get heated, not saying you're not gonna ever get into an argument or nothing, but 
this whole women can put their hands on on you and nothing happens. That's that's not. No, nah, I can't stand for that. I'm sorry. I, I I don't care about me practicing restraint. I can't stand for it just because you're smaller that you have the right to put your hands on me. That's that's not gonna fly on my boy. Well, yeah. I, I, my, my mom, I was, I was actually brought up that way. My mom said, regardless who hit you, to hit him back. But like I said, I've been, I've been, I just, my choice is just a little different. Like I know for me, I got too much to risk to, to go to jail for something like that. And I think it's also, man, you have to look at society. As let's 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 put it plain. As a black man, you only need an inkling of a, of, of wrongdoing to be thrown exactly. away for life. Exactly, mm. that's true. So true. I think about it. Is it worth it at the end of the day? If I know a woman hitting me, like, yeah, Bawa got scratches on his face. He, he ain't that's got a, he ain't That's broke. really light, though. Yeah, it's light. <laughs> it's light. And, and, it's, and it's, it's, I know it sounds crazy even saying that, but when we, it when, is. When you, put yeah. it, when you put it in perspective, it, it's really light. It is, exactly. But, but scratches do burn, though, I'm going to say. <laughs> you, you put that shower, pad on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah crazy. Yeah. They burn oh. for a minute. They burn for a minute. Yeah, but no, you have some time. I, just be, I, I do, I want to say, I do agree 100% with you, Carson, that we should raise our children that no one is, no one should be putting their hands on anybody. I don't care if it's a woman or a man, because we have those conversations. If that role was reversed, of now he punched you in the face. Why? Why do you feel like like you you provoking this dude? You 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 kind of asking for it, right? Right. You're asking for it, like you just said. But I think at the same on the same token, looking at both sides of the spectrum, we have to be aware of the big picture mm. for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, just to, and that, that that and that that was actually a, a story leading to the Super Bowl. So I mean, just seeing that, you like, oh, okay, Super Bowl might about to be crazy. Well, <laughs> with the kids saying lit, Super Bowl lit. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, Bow in jail, because out there fighting. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, it, it, you just not you just thinking like, okay, everybody in London having a good time, must be intoxicated, whatever the case may be. Then you get the game, and it's like, huh, okay, whatever. But the one thing I will say is, what was more what was more interesting than the game? Well, the Twenty One Savage uh, story that came out—that mm. mm. might have been better than Super Bowl. Man. That was a shocker. And I—I I, I don't know the, the full. St- I mean, I know the story, but I don't know, like. I just know, um, ice, whatever it is. I'm not sure what that's, ice is. That's the um, uh, basically they're those people immigration, that, immigration people. Yeah, yeah they come pretty to much. What um, for? Now up, the so crazy thing is, I, I've seen interviews of him. I've watched interviews. I've watched. I've listened to some of his songs. Bro, watched some of his videos. I didn't know he was and British. I would have never known that till yesterday. For one, for two, I in, in in the interviews I've seen, I just don't recall him ever saying, "Well, I moved here in 05. <laughs> and from what I from what I researched, he was born ninety two. Mm. So he had been twelve or thirteen at the at, at the oldest. All right, let's read the story here. According to CNN, Ice. Um, Basically, Grammy-nominated rapper 21 Savage was arrested in Atlanta early Sunday. A lot of things definitely did happen this past weekend. Early Sunday by U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. That's what I stands for, people. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Mm, um, according to a sportsperson, the agency says he is illegally present in the United States. I says the rapper, whose real name is... Can't pronounce that. Is a citizen of the United Shakala, Kingdom. Pakala. Can't pronounce it. <laughs> is a citizen of the United Kingdom. Um, the agency alleges that he entered the U.S. Ill- U.S. legally in July 2005 when he was a minor, but so, so, so uh, but but he failed to depart under the terms of his non-immigrant visa. I says that he became unlawfully present when his visa expired in July 2006. So he's been here for 13 years. Been here for uh, yeah, a good little minute. Yeah, 
Um, what, what, okay, I, I, it's some way to tackle this, and I, I hate to be the super woke person. You, you gotta be. You got. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah, the same way, yeah. man. I want to read this thing. It says, um, not to be that person, but 21 Savage caught a felony gun charge in 2014, and they didn't realize he was illegal. But now that he's actually making strides to make the black community better, he gets mm-hmm. deported. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I seen the last Breakfast Club interview, how it went viral, because a lot of stuff he was saying was just like, you're not expecting 21 Savage to say he's like spreading positive energy, mm-hmm. talking about growth. Like, all the kids that are doing dumb things are having that, like, that dumb, dumbed down music, watching it's like, oh, what's, what's going on? Like, why, why, why is he teaching me something? Mm-hmm. And that has an effect on the culture moving forward, because he's a, he's a big time person right now, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And I, I mean, you, you you want to turn a blind eye to it sometimes, like maybe that's not what it is, but that's that seems to be definitely the case. No, it's twenty fourteen, yeah, going on. Twenty fourteen, nah, a felony charge. You, you yeah. tell me, you, he he gets arrested for that, but y'all y'all don't never check to right. say, okay, yeah. hey, you never from here, bro. Like go back. Right. I know people that went went to jail. They do the time and what happens? It's messed up. America does it. They make you do the time and then they deport you. You mm-hmm. don't know. You come home, think you coming home. Nope, you go deported. Exactly. Mm. So he didn't did this, been making money. I'm like, yeah, something, hit, something going on. Yeah, I mean, you hit it on the head, though. And I'm, I am going to be the super woke person in this moment. Wake me up, man. Yeah, man, you got to realize this is this has been the agenda of America since we came over here. You look at Nat Turner, go back to 1831. Every we're good for we're good to society as long as we're standing in our place, as long as we're committing the crimes, as long as we're mm. doing our thing that we said that we're supposed to do to keep us looking oppressed. Mm. But the minute we say that we're going to do something better for ourselves or approve or or uplift ourselves, then the first thing I to do, take us out by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. Look at Martin, look at Malcolm, look at Huey, look at Marcus Garvey, look at all these people who have come before us. The exact same thing happens with everyone. I was literally just talking to somebody about this um, before, before the show today. It's like the minute that we become a threat to advance ourselves and our race and our people, then we're neutralized. Mm. And the fact that, like you said, when he was in 2014, when he got the gun charge. That that was cool. They, they that's what mm-hmm. they want us to do. They, they mm-hmm. want us to look bad with gun charges and 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 continuing to promote the, the negative the negative stereotype of African American man. But the minute that we got a back, Breakfast Club interview, I'm changing my life. I'm being positive. Wait a minute, you about to impact too many kids. Mm. You about to change too many lives, bro. We got to get you on up out of here. Mm. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, he didn't got shot up. Yeah, man. You know, he'd been in so many, so many, so many near death experiences, and all that stuff, and being from that zone and in that in that that particular background and neighborhood. It's like, so all the runners he had with the law, I never thought to take his ID, right? Check, see, they knew, check man. his background. And, and but one thing I was, I said, like, you, you look at America, you 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 don't want to feel like certain things is like how it is. But I'm also looking from the standpoint of, I watch the interviews, I watch Breakfast Club. I just never, when he tells the story, it's almost like he's telling the story from that he lived here, that he, that he, that he all his life. Mm-hmm. People said he said it. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't go back to check. But I don't remember him saying Breakfast Club, like, well, I moved here in 05. I just feel like they would have stopped and said from where. Right. Or they would have asked him something. It's almost as if he always made it seem like he was just born I in didn't Atlanta. Know. Like I said, he, said I was his, a- he said his dad wasn't around. I'm like, and now I'm thinking, about like, well, if he's not from here, what dad is he talking about? Like, he says dad was around, but he wasn't around. It's like, yeah. Was it, so was he in Atlanta? Was it wasn't around? He was in 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 British UK, UK right. and wasn't around. Like, I I don't know. You know what I'm saying? It's like I, now, I, I mean, I'm ready to hear a statement from him. I mean, I, I think it's gonna blow over anyway. I don't think it's gonna be a big deal. He got the money now to kind of you know 
pay through it. If he got to stay out there, I mean, I guess I mean, he made it, had, his fund, had his fund in America. He probably get a visa or something like that. Or maybe they won't let him now because he had a felony. But it just seems weird. It seems odd. Yeah. So. yeah. That's... He's not the most super positive person. He just had like a positive stride. But that just seems odd. I, I at all times. You know, man, I believe nothing is by coincidence, man. I just think that when you look at 13 years when the visa expired, they just they they just decide. I said, don't they don't they don't they get on you like if it's when it's about to expire? Yeah, like they, 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 they care about what they care about when they want to care about. They it, care man. about what they want to care about. <laughs> Twenty one Savage murdered at yeah. McDonald's. Nobody would have questioned his his visa. If he would have died, nah. he'd he have been a, a black a black African American that died. Exactly. Mm. So exactly. Um, they say that a lot too. I, I know a lot of people say that Obama too, like how you know you could say he now black this that, and third, but it's like if he had robbed the liquor store, he'd be black. Yep. But since he's president, oh, he's half black, and he's other. He's also this. But that's another story. Uh, before we get to the hour, we got what fifty minutes. We, we got twelve minutes. We got time. Text message. You want to yes, do that? Yes, I'm just about to play. You read my mind, sir. Come yeah, on. You know, so you gotta get these pop topics. You know, okay, hey, get it okay. popping. So basically, I was storming through Facebook, and this came up, and I was like, mm, okay. So somebody said <laughs> that they were going through their ten year old's phone, and they came across a text message from an eleven year old girl. Her, she had a ten year old son. And she took the phone immediately. This is what the text message said. The um, 11-year-old girl said, this finna sound nasty, but um, can I say it? The 10-year-old says, yes. The 11-year-old says, I want to suck your... Wow. Wow. And <laughs> the 10-year-old boy says, LOL, you can get it. Wow. So it led me to, I guess, to have a little brief dialogue as far as like, when should we be having these type of conversations with our children mm-hmm. as far as, you know, teaching them what's appropriate and what's not and just getting them ready for that world of, um, you know, sex and stuff like that? Because I'm going to be honest, to me, I wish I didn't really have those conversations with my parents, mm-hmm. um, especially my dad. And I wish I would have, he would have sat me down and really had the conversation with me because I learned. The streets, the school. You know, I learned this. I learned most of the school. Yeah, your peers. So, like, yeah, from my my people. So that's what I learned. So it's like I didn't really have the conversation. Of, okay, this is appropriate. This is not. This is what you should do. This is what you shouldn't. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that you know I needed to learn from my father, and I didn't really have that conversation. Um, you know, with him. And I don't know, maybe like I said, because his his father wasn't necessarily. He was present, but not really present. Mm-hmm. So it's probably just something that he just didn't know. So I can't. I'm not 100 faulting him for that. But I mean, I just for me, I just I wish that me and my dad would have had more because the conversation we had, I was, <laughs> um, I was messing around with this girl at church, and my dad saw it, and my dad just like basically took me in the room, and was like, "Hey, don't be doing that." <laughs> that was the conversation. Sounds very. Uh, that was the conversation. Yeah, and that yeah. was it. Sounds very straightforward. Yeah, right, right, right. That was it, and it was don't be doing Call, that. Stop playing. All yeah, right. yeah. That was it. So, you know, <laughs> it's funny, man, that you that you even mentioned that because the first thing that you was reading that post, I was thinking it was the mom making the post about what she found on her son's phone, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, where's the father? What mm-hmm. what was the father's response? Not saying the father wasn't there, right? But immediately, I'm thinking about what's the father's response. I know for me, um, I grew up with my it was just my mom, and I remember she her. <laughs> She had to have the conversation with me after I had an incident. I got in trouble at school. Uh, I'm not going to say what happened. Okay. But I, 
<laughs> but something happened and they had to call home. But I could tell that she was she was more uncomfortable than I was to have a conversation mm-hmm. because she didn't know what to say to a, to a young young man uh, as a mom. And I have a seven year old son. Mm-hmm. I've already had the conversation with my seven year old okay. son because I realized and. I realized that we live in this. We can't even look at it how how we looked as we were kids. True, Man, it's everywhere now. True, like we were down at the Super Bowl, and there was there was this bus driving by with a video playing on the side. It was it was a music video with nothing but you know women women half naked. So the kids these days they see it everywhere they go. It's like you can't hide you can't hide them from it. So we got to have an honest conversation. And I approached my son with it with a very direct. Um, kind of perspective, but an honest perspective. You know, I told him this is what it is, and he's seven, so he's not really fully understanding the whole process. But this is what it causes. This is how you feel. What you feel is natural, but you know, it's about it's responsibility that comes with what mm-hmm. you feel. And I think a lot of times parents are so in denial mm. about it. It's like, no, yeah, there's no way yeah. my kid can be thinking like that. Uh, it's real. They mm-hmm. it's it's they having these conversations and. Well, the thing the thing about that text message is that thing that happens way more than we we even understand, mm. especially in today's society, because these kids have the access. You yeah. know, we didn't have cell phones when we were that young. I remember writing girl letters right. and putting it in the mail. I, I, I always <laughs> said I remember like uh, I had I was I'm young enough to have I'm old enough but young enough to go into that phase where you have to call a house and I would hang up if the father picked up. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, dad's home. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I call three, four times, finally get a woman voice. Hopefully, she pick up, but you know, a woman voice like, "Can I speak to such and such?" That's how you could find out that girl could even take calls. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I remember that era. That was that was, was a different time. The house man. phone, man. The house phone different. was. Man. What, 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 there wasn't, there wasn't no. Up, I mean, I had to see her in school. I couldn't see how she looked. We do it. We do it with this filter and that filter and <laughs> message her stuff. I wouldn't really say because everything had to be like brave and courageous. I didn't have yeah. that yeah. text. So can I do this? I'm going to tell you this, just from speaking from perspective of somebody who didn't have the conversation with their father, Chase is going to appreciate that. Yeah. Because he's going to, when he gets older, he's going to feel like he can come to you, talk to you about stuff. That Because to me, I, did, I didn't feel, and this is, again, I love my father, nothing against him, but I didn't, growing up, I didn't feel comfortable talking to my dad about stuff, things I was feeling, things I was going through. Because I don't think we ever established that foundation of I can come to you and talk to you about that. I couldn't talk to you about anything else, but like when it was that, it was like it felt like a taboo subject in my house. Right. So, you know. Yeah, I guess the situation is a little bit different, only be, not different, but it's going to seem different like somebody like me or maybe even him with uh, your dad being a preacher, a pastor, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um I'm not sure if it's different because of that, but it should because my dad wasn't always no pastor. My my dad used to be in the streets, but he well, he was when you was like 13. I mean, he you know, but the thing 12, was, 10. I knew him before he be like he became a preacher, and I was like 10 or 11 or something like that. So like, I, so same time, you so, know, so I mean, like yeah. I said, I, we could have still had a conversation. I mean, I, no, I think I think because you didn't have it, you you, you want to have it. I would say just from the other standpoint of okay, I got kids too, but not, I ain't even touched on that yet. But like for me. Um, when I did have a conversation, I had it with my, my my dad. He'll talk me about stuff, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. But I, I had uncles and stuff. They 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 that's a different kind of talk. They talking like straight up from the street. Yeah, it's, it's more it's more raw. Not even like hey, do this, do that. It's more like listen, man. When you get older, you realize you know vaginas, vaginas. There's just a bunch of crazy stuff. Not not the whole sit down and have a serious talk. It's like now see, be a man. We had that, I had that conversation with my godfather. I was in college though. 
Um, we was watching college. some show. Yeah, I was in I college. I was like 12. No, no, I was in college. Uh, we was not, he was not that they sat down and talked to me about it. We was just, it was my godfather, his wife, um, his brother, some other young lady, and I was over there. We were just talking, watching, we was watching Michael Basin's show. He had a show on TV One at the time. We was mm-hmm. watching it, and the conversation about women and sex came up, and they were just talking all open. And the uncle was just like, yo, yeah, cause, cause you know, this is kind of like how your uncles was just talking. And I was like, I am 19. I do know what it is. You know, but it was just, there was yeah. a bit, the thing was, there'll be, I, but I appreciate it because it was being open and candid. And see, I like to have open and candid conversations about that. It's just and like, it's honest. I mean, yeah, that's how you learn. I know, I know just from my perspective, I, I never had a man have that conversation with me when I grew up, when I was growing up. Like the only time I had the conversation was with my mom. Mm. So that for me it was important because uh one thing you said that was great, Carlton, is we gotta realize, man, we live in an over sexualized uh society now. Mm-hmm. And kids have questions and thoughts and feelings and stuff that they don't understand how to deal with. So what happens is they grow into adults and they start to try to suppress these things mm-hmm. and they try to they try to they go. They they there's continue to be lost more and more. So I think it helps to admit that number one, we don't have all the answers as parents. None of our parents did, mm. and that was a lot of times why they came the way they came because they was trying to figure out how to say it. I, I you know you know I, I I stayed up all night trying to figure out how to talk to my son about this. Yeah, it'd be more of a challenge yeah. to you than it is to them, but they exactly. don't see it because you got to kind of mask it. They think, um, they think yeah, they think you know everything. I, I did want to touch on what you said. It's funny the story with your uncle and them, right? I was younger and um, I went. Around my cousin's house, she, now she has a um, her dad was married to somebody who had a son, had a son. Son's a little older. I can't remember his name. He's older guy. Looked cool. Must have been cool how he was talking. But one time, Evan had a girl. I'm like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm seventh grade. I got a girl. I'm not thinking about what I'm doing. He's like, you be fingering her. I'm like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's the second question. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, no. I, I, I didn't. When I was young, I didn't lie. I lie now. But when I was young, I didn't lie. Because <laughs> other people listen to things like, no, you lying. But now, um, I, was, I, I didn't lie. I did that for I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I was like, that, was, that was a little what? weird. That was a little weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but that that's what he did, though. He was doing I'm like, okay, so you use two fingers. But he asked me. I'm like, nah. But he was like, oh. He just asked me bad, mad, mad sexual questions. But I wasn't really uncomfortable because he was cool. Mm. But I was like, all right, maybe I do I need to be doing that now or something? Like, am, am, I, am I behind? Or, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like. So, and, and but I will say that having that talk, you know, I know you said his son would appreciate him. I do appreciate people that had to talk to me, like my aunt, my mom, whatever. But I honestly, I honestly still, maybe now I wouldn't, but when I was younger and I was doing stuff, I wouldn't have been comfortable having a conversation with them, to be honest mm. with you. Like, just to talk about doing it now. If I was doing it, I'm doing it and just let me do it. Mm. But I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh yeah, man. Yeah, I'm definitely. I'm using all the condoms you got me. I'm, I ain't doing that. I'm just like. I ain't mean like. <laughs> no, I'm just, no. I'm, yeah, no, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They had to talk to me. They, they probably feel like I should, like you said he should come to him. It's a dad, so it's different. Yeah, like yeah, you yeah, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being a guy, I had women. Got you. Had these talks definitely. To me. When my dad was talking about stuff. He asked me if I'm using the condom this and third. I'm like, I right, well, I just stopped. But mm. it's just one person, you know. He's like, I know it feel good, but you gotta do that. And you know, it's like, I, even though I, I had that talk with him since he was my dad. I felt more comfortable, and it's messed up right. because my mom and my aunt are the ones that had that conversation with me. Mm. He wasn't there for that, but I still felt more comfortable talking to him about it because of the fact that he's my dad. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that 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 dad part does play a picture. Yeah. I got girls, so I'm not looking forward to this talk at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right, um, I'm just gonna keep on hunting with you. Yeah, uh, I think 10, 11 is definitely too young, but in this day, in this day and age, too young is not too young. No, because um. 
and I and then not the and not to throw the curve, but two, you, I, I think it's important how he talks with the kids because again, you got these per- perverts out there, right? So they, so they need right, to right, know right. what's. What's good touch? What's bad touch? What's appropriate? Age is what's definitely more you know? than a number. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, we got thirty seconds. We're All right. Say bye to Shaw. We, 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 we not done the copy. We, we are. Copy. We're gonna say bye to Shaw to Power One Hundred and Four. But yeah. if you want to hear the rest of this, and it's getting good, so y'all missing yeah, out. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. But if, yeah. if you want to hear the rest of this conversation, then go to uh, SoundCloud backslash More Than a Masters podcast. Go like More Than Masters on Facebook. Go follow Carton on Facebook, and he will definitely post it for you. All right. We're going to go to a song, and we'll be right back. You are listening to Fire Nice. All right. Production. I took a shot to the heart Cool from her new EP, Forgive. 
So, yeah, man. And we'll talk about her in a little while, man. Yes. Fact. Um, so, Just jump back into this conversation. I told you to keep your points. I wanted you to kind of remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah. Um, so, I think it was real crucial to understand what you were saying about how you you saw it differently to going to ask your parents for advice because, you know, it was your mom. Right. But I think, you know, <clears throat> we as men, a lot of times, we're going to, not men, just in general, we attract to what we think is cool. So like you were saying, the home, the guy who's like, hey, man, did you have a finger, finger girl? Yeah. That makes it exciting for you, right? And we, we got to realize, even Somewhat. if our kids Somewhat. are... <laughs> yeah. Even if our kids are six, seven years old, like... I realize my son goes to school with kids that are older than him. Mm-hmm. And those kids are having conversations and having and saying these things that they're doing or what they want to do or and it, you know they hear these things and they want to be they want to be a part of it. So I just come to an approach and saying, "Hey, look, I've done it. Mm-hmm. I made these mistakes. When I was your age, I thought like this because I'll be honest with y'all fellas. When I was a young kid, I I, was, I thought about I thought about those things way before 10 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I was like 6. Yeah, I, I mean, I was kissing girls and in daycare, to be honest, <laughs> but I don't think I went that far. But that's that's yeah. that sounds nice though. It sounds like a good life. <laughs> it was. I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. You know, um, but where'd you get it from? Just I so know, I know it's on a tangent, but this, you get it's going it's going to take us on a whole on a tangent. Let's go. Yeah, let's go on a tangent then. So, and I think this is another thing that doesn't get talked about enough. So I was actually molested um, from the age of four to about six or seven. And I was molested by a woman. I was molested by a sixteen-year-old. Mm. Um, and the thing about that was, like, it was kind of like the Antoine Fisher story. But for me, it didn't affect me the same way. Like, I, I went through life like, oh man, it just happened, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this, this took a turn. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It took a turn. Uh, yeah, I, told, was... I told you we was gonna. <laughs> no, but this is important. Yeah, this is no, important. No, 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 I love it. I love it. I'm yeah. just saying, and, I, wasn't, I wasn't prepared for that. Right, right, right. So, um, for me, I grew up. Not thinking that this thing really affected me, mm. but what it really did was it desensitized me from sex. Mm-hmm. It desensitized me from the intimacy of it. Mm. So I, you know, I, my whole childhood was about that. Mm. So when I can't, when I see my son growing up, like I can be, I'm, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a very transparent father. Uh, I feel like by me sharing my experiences, it'll help him make decisions that are good for him in whatever way. So I try to be transparent, of course, to a seven-year-old, so I don't just, you know, say everything. Of course, of course. But um, for me, what I realized was I didn't talk to anybody about that. I didn't go have anybody to share that with or, mm-hmm. or letting anybody know how that really messed my head up, you know, to experience that at such a young age. Mm-hmm. But I realize now, because I talk about it all the time, it's a part of who I am, um, so many other kids went through the same exact thing mm-hmm. and same exact kind of situations. And we don't talk about it enough. And then we have kids, and then our kids struggle with it, and they don't feel like they can come and talk to anybody, so we continue in this cycle. That's how the, you know, I don't give credit to any any uh, evil or craziness or uh, the perverts or anything like that, but nine times out of ten, those perverts are perverts because somebody did something to them mm-hmm. when they were kids. So in order to heal, we got to start talking about it more mm-hmm. with our kids. I, 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 not to cut you off, I do think that somebody, Erica Badu, I think she was trying to say that, and I think it came out the wrong way, so people were trying to like get at her. For it's tough, yeah. It's hard to say. You you said it in the right way. Obviously, her being a, a big artist, it's a little different. Yeah. But that's what she meant by it. She wasn't really saying like to forgive him so much, or like he didn't do anything wrong. It's just the fact that she's pretty much saying like, if I'm telling y'all, if he did this, 
it's probably because he needs to heal from something as well. Mm-hmm. Um, not that, and that's not to take away from me. I'm just, just that's just the facts. I will say this: uh, in the in, in the area of molestation, I found that I only know women about that that's, that's been like that. Because, like I said, with guys, it is different. If the person that was doing it is, is attractive, you don't look at it like that. Mm-hmm. You kind of think you're the man. You're like, oh, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like it's it's, it's okay. It's a good feeling. You're mm-hmm. not you know you're not looking at it like oh you did this to me. You know, mm-hmm. um, but. I found that women that have like the few I do know, they do grow up the extra sexual, mm-hmm. like extra extra sexual, mm-hmm. and they look and that's like validation. They 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 pride themselves on their sexual activities mm-hmm. or sexual uh, talents or abilities, mm-hmm. and but they they hurt, so they look at as crazy a little bit because mm-hmm. they deal with the hurt through sex a lot of times. I you mean, you, you hit it on the head, not to cut you off. We go back to this text message, man. I guarantee you that little girl has experienced some kind of molestation. That's why she asking to do it. Yeah, why? I mean, it, exactly. it comes from a place of, I, I have a, uh, I know someone who, who who talk about that. They would go, literally at eight years old, they would go and seek older guys and older men for that validation because they found that a man would give them attention. Oh, wow. At eight years old, this person is almost 50 now. It's a woman. Mm. So you know you 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 hit it on the head, man. But I think, yeah, that's that's definitely those type. Of, this is these are the kind of responses we see from those people, those kids who who are crying out because they don't know how to really, truly respond mm-hmm. in this situation. Um, I I also was I was talking to somebody this weekend, matter of fact, about something like that, and we talk about, we was talking about how like even amongst family. A lot of times, um, some of the things that happen, it, it be from a playful standpoint, but it happens, right? And I remember when we was younger, like my grandparents, they wouldn't let us play play house mm-hmm. because of the fact that somebody's going to be the mother and the father. Mm-hmm. And then you think about them probably kissing or touching and this, that, and third, but you act out what you see. Everybody asks you where you saw if at daycare, kindergarten, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're around your parents or you live with your parents when you're younger, if they're kissing and stuff mm-hmm. or for like even showing affection, you see that and you're like, okay, a man supposed to kiss a woman. You know what I'm saying? So you go to daycare, you start doing it. Uh, everybody asked that question originally. And um, it, it, it's just sometimes it can happen through there, you know? Yeah. Playing house could turn into some, something else. So everybody, I never understood when I was younger why they weren't allowed to play it. But as I get older and I start analyzing certain situations, certain people that I know, I'm like, okay, I get it now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. that quickly, you got a 16-year-old cousin, but you 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 the next in line, you 10. Now, she's 16, so she's in high school. She know about certain things. Yeah. She touch you, just that in third you might know about it, you know. You might like your cousin. Who knows? I don't know. It's a crazy word out there, um, but it can happen that way. Right. And that's yeah. how. Boom. Now you get older. You don't. You know. You, you have to address the situation the way it is. But that's a good point you brought up about your life having like that sexual life because you you exposed to her earlier. When you exposed to her earlier, you just it's different. Like if I like if if you wasn't exposed to her earlier, you 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 get you get exposed to it when you're supposed to, which mm-hmm. is probably high school around that time. And then you tackle it that way. Somebody that got exposed to it in third grade, they mm-hmm. done been through that already. So they high school, they just they like, I'm ready. To, I don't, I don't, I'm ready to get it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They align themselves with people that's ready. And that's how. And it that's, the thing is, like, you know, when when I say I, I kissed a girl in daycare, the girl kissed me first. The first girl that kissed me was in daycare. Was she was in daycare with me and she kissed me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, there's. <clears throat> There's everything you said is correct, man. We got to understand that the the conversation of, of molestation is bigger than the act. Mm. It's way bigger than what happens in that moment. We got to really look at all the both parties involved and hurt people, hurt people. Mm. 
So the brokenness that comes in, in, in this situation to think that this is okay. And we got to approach the situation not in a, in a judgmental place of pointing a finger, or but we got to approach it in, in trying to heal these people, trying to help these people heal and love. Because the minute you tell somebody that you wrong for doing this, that person's going to shut down. It's not, yeah. They're not going to be open. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, and that's something that I honestly have struggled with for my own life. Because, like, now, fast forward, I'm 30 years old now. You know, I wish I can go and tell the, the young lady who molested me, man, I'm sorry for what you went through in your life that made you feel like that was okay mm. to do that. That's a, that's a, that's that's a different a angle. Statement, yeah. yeah, I mean, so like you said, we can unravel this for forever. Y'all bring me back on the show. This is Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're doing a good job. I want that I will say, not that, not that, um, I had a guest on and they listened to our show and listened to like the, I guess trying to they, they they doing podcasts now and he's trying to he's trying to get better at it and stuff mm-hmm. so he listens to podcasts. And he actually was like, Hey, um, he could feel a difference in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Be honest with you, man, ain't nothing happened. Like it was mm-hmm. like we nothing happened. So we couldn't really it was nothing to really talk about. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? We were stretching like I think one before last, we just stretched out like stretched, four topics. Yeah. We yeah. did it because we know how to do it, but it's not like now. Like now, we 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 got. I feel like we got time, but I feel like we be short of time still. Yeah, yeah. And that's the difference in like this week. So this week, I can tell we gonna it's back. Everybody went, okay, this is a good one. Not saying it was the other one was bad. Just they can feel a difference. And when we into right. it, into it, or when we just trying to business as usual, you right. trying to get yeah. just trying to get it out. Well, first of all, I I just want to say, Quincy, thank you for sharing. I didn't know that like at all. So that's like I think that's definitely you sharing that's gonna help a lot of people heal. And be open, but you said you said something. It's important that the conversation is had. We have to, and I think that's the hardest part, especially within our our families, because like you said, a lot of times the molestations happen within the family, so nobody wants to bring up open that scab. Right. But it's important. You have to, so because and honestly, it hasn't healed because you right. it's, it's going to keep reopening unless that conversation is had. So I think that's very important. But um, thank you for sharing that, though. Seriously, no problem, man. No problem. It took me thirty years to do it. <laughs> oh, it's your first time saying that. Nah, it's not my first oh, okay. time. Oh, I was about to say that's that's kind of that's kind of wow. This this is this is the uh, this is the first uh, radio show I've done it on. So I got to call my mom as soon as I leave here. Like, give her a heads up. Gotcha. Oh yeah, yeah. That'd be that'd be that'd be something, man. Yeah. She, right. she she gonna call but you. I say that to say also that's another part of the situation as well. You you always think about what people are going to think, who's going to be affected, how is mm-hmm. that is true. You blame yourself a lot of times. Yeah. Like it's it's. It's a lot of thoughts and processes to go through it. This is why it's very important to to stand beside a person when they need to heal through this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I I know now it's, it's kind of odd because we we talked about Super Bowl how boring that was. Bow Wow, um, in the scratches. We talked about uh Twenty One Savage or they say his name is now uh Savage Twenty First, um, because he's from England. I guess that's what they're doing. I don't know. They're just making up <laughs> a bunch of memes, um, but. We didn't talk about any the projects you have when you're working on now, um, and I, I feel like now I'm thinking this this is this is the time. I do feel like a little bit like the Breakfast Club. You ever watch, you ever watch the Breakfast Club interview and they go up there and talk about everything, but they put to promote. Right, right, and then right. The last time they're like, okay, but talk about the movie. You know, yeah. what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, I'm right. But I know we got to do the AE thing too, so I'm trying to make sure I get that in here. We, we got it. We're gonna we got enough time, brother. And um, yeah, yeah. So that I just that, that but that also just tells me how good the content was flowing. And I, I appreciate that. Like I, when you sent me the topic this week, I was like, "Oh god, because it's been a rough week. It's been a rough two weeks. Cause ain't nothing happened, man. Nothing <laughs> right, happened. Right, yeah, right. We, we, we a show based off something happened or, or guess. Yeah. And we didn't have neither. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. So um, Q Kelly, 
Let's, let's going get to on? it. Let's get it. I heard, I heard about the oath. I don't know if I want to get into that first. Yes, or... let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Describe um, that. So the oath is a project that Carlton Clay wrote, um, and he, he brought it to me about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And when he brought it to me, I thought it was a phenomenal script. So I get scripts all the time. I, I'm all, people are always pitching an idea to me. Uh, but this project Carlton brought to me was was phenomenal because uh, it was right at the height of the civil uh, the social injustice movement, where you know it was around the time when Sandra Bland, Michael Brown, you know all those pri- uh, pivotal situations were occurring. But we we kind of talked about it for a little while how yeah. we were going to do it, and then things died down. Originally, originally what happened was it was a web series at first. Yeah, probably it was titled a different name. And it was a web series. And for me, I wrote it because I felt like I had to do something. I didn't know what to do because it was like it was literally back to back. Somebody was getting killed. Um, And I was like, what can I do to be to bring awareness of how can we make some type of change or something to stop this from happening? So my gift is writing. So I just wrote out. I wrote a mate, wrote out a script. And like I said, I did, wrote six episodes out. And I sent them to Quincy. And originally, I was going to shoot it myself. I just wanted to shoot it, put it out as a web series. And Quincy's like, nah, man, you got to, this got to be something. We got to do something. Not saying you, what you're not doing is right, but we this got to be something big. And this right here is bigger than both of us. Right, right. So I said, like I said, like you said, it kind of, time kind of went because it kind of died down. But then, unfortunately, People things, started, dying, people started again. dying again. They just started picking back well, up. Get, no, let's not say that. People started getting killed again. Yeah, get killed. yeah right, but, right, right. the thing about it was it came back to such a normal state to where it wasn't like, oh, this is a big headline now. Mm. This is just like this is what's happening to our people every day now. Exactly. It got worse pretty much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't want to cut you off about it, but you said people send you scripts all the time. Like, why Why is that? Why do you get so many scripts? Like, what's your resume or your background? Yeah, so um, I, I, have, like, I started off as an actor. And I got to a point where I would work on a lot of projects, and, and the quality of the projects were pretty trash, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite hey, word, that, trash. Yeah, pretty much. If he, if he was, on, if, if you if you directed him, man, you step your game up, man. Yeah, it's it's not step your game up. If you're on the independent market, I'm I'm I'm, I'm calling you out. You got to step your game up because what I see was in our culture, a lot of times in the independent market, we rush things. We don't we don't put the the right time into a project. And it comes out bad. So I decided, you know, if I, I'm not going to talk about it, I'm going to fix it. So I started my own production company and started to produce quality projects. What's the name of that? One Accord Media. The one number Accord. one Accord Media. Yeah, check us out. We got a new website launching on February 8th. Check us out. All right. Yeah. Name that, name that website. One Accord Media. The number one AccordMedia.com. Okay. Yeah, cool, check cool. us out. Um, but in that time period, you know, we, we've... I've developed processes, and I also had a lot of time because I, I do a lot of location scouting and working with some some of the bigger production companies that come through Atlanta. That's one of the benefits I have working in Atlanta. I've okay. worked on the Avengers, uh, the Black Lightnings, um, the... Oh, so yo, you, you for real, for real. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. I mean... You know, Joe? I, 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 you know, I, I mean, yeah. I, I treat every guest the same. I'm, I'm going to keep 100. I, oh, yeah, I, 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 I mean, I, I am to, the like, same. keep from, whether it's, whether it's Bria to him, like... I, but you seem like you the real deal. Like even when, even when, like when I'm like I'm not gonna lie. When I first met you, I was like, oh, this is Carl. You know, what I'm Carl saying? I, I treat everybody deal. like a big deal. Yeah, 
I don't. That's just what I do. You know what I'm saying? But I, just, I just didn't know because yeah, he was. You know what? We talked about so much stuff beforehand. I, I, I'm just looking. To me, he, he wanted. He, he the homie. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I, I feel like we all we all no, cool he's, right he's now. Still a homie. He's still yeah, no, nah, I'm still a homie. I'm still a homie. I'm not. I'm not. I ain't big time like that. Um, I'm. I'm Avengers, a very. Avengers I'm a, made a lot of money, man. No, they did. They did. I'm a very small fish. Yeah, in they that, did. <laughs> they did. I, I'm and I made a little bit, of, but they. They. I'm a very small fish in that pond. But what I wanted to do was I wanted to bring back those processes and those things that they do. To our community, and I mean independent filmmaker community, and just apply what they do because. So IFF, that's 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 you. A, yeah, A U G A I F F. Oh, I see. Augusta Indian, yeah, yeah. Augusta oh, Indian Festival. When, when Quinn, the dude named Quinn with dress, and yes. you, that was you. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I watched us, it yesterday. Yeah. I wouldn't even think about it. Promise you. See? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Carlton and I co-founded that's that festival last festival. year. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, okay. yeah. You yeah. just coming on? What's up with you, Carl? What's so up? What? He's been tripping me. I told you, man. No, we know. <laughs> we're not gonna do this. We're not gonna do this. I told him we record during the week. He normally is working. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to go with call my update because you do a lot of stuff right now. I, feel I like do. I, 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 I would. Blew us off a little. Thank bit. you. This is this is like the fourth time he, he's invited me. I, I'll be honest. Thank you. But but to go back to your original question of you know. Over time, people people have just been sending me ideas, and I can't tell you honestly why people like to send me ideas. You don't uh, want to tell me? I got you. No, I mean honestly, I don't know why people. You that, you the man. That's nah, it. That's I, I wouldn't say I do anything different. Can than I you. ask you why? Why you sent? Why you sent to him your script? Originally, I sent it to him because I actually just want him to read it and just be like, "Tell me what you think." That's and so then once he once he told me what he thought, he was like, "We got to do this." And I was like, "All right." But he's somebody that. When, when, but he's somebody I trust. That so would validate. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, because he yeah, has your experience, work. and I know he's not going to BS anything. He's going to tell me straight up. So, can I, I ask you how would you like? You, I know you said that you don't. You've you seen a lot of rush work. What's some ways you can tell when something's rushed? Like when you watch, you like this is rushed. How, how can how can you tell? Yeah. So um, setups, the way people's projects are set up, the audio, the 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 look, the transitions, everything. Um, when you plan something out, you you can see that you took time to think about how everything is going to come together. And also being on the inside of the industry a lot, I've seen the processes that people take. You know, they'll send me an idea, and then they'll want to shoot that idea next week. And there's no time to plan for that idea. Ah, And there's no time to set up the proper channels that you need to get set up. So everybody's kind of running gun. How many products do you have out like that's that's, un, that's under under you right now? Yeah, I've so at one accord media we produce fourteen projects to the to the state. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What's the best one you think? Like, what's your favorite? Uh, we just so we got a project called Palmer's out right now that we are um submitting to AB AB what is it? ABFF American ABFF Black yeah Festival. yeah um and and the thing about my what I do is I come from a project management background so I managing a team is what I love to do so. I realize that I'm not the smartest person. I'm not the best filmmaker in the industry, but I I can go out and find the best team, and that's what that's what makes us, the oath so great. Because I feel like we got a great team of is, collective is, people is, together. Is that out? No, this um, is the film that we're that we're, we're in, in pre-production right now. Yeah. Do you have any projects out that people can go watch? Yeah, Palmer's February eighth. Check out the website. You can see all of our work. Palmer's. Oh, and it's gonna be oneaccord.com. Oneaccordmedia.com. The number one accordmedia.com. Number February eighth. Okay. Check out relaunch. Okay, I'm ready to see. I mean, just listen to you talk. Like, it seems like you know you got uh, in depth, uh, in, in, at least intellectually about the game and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm ready to see. You know what you got going on. He has a lot of knowledge. He knows a lot, and he definitely he's helped me a lot. So helped me think about things differently, doing things different. I'm learning the value of a team because I'm used to doing everything by myself. Trust me, I know. So you know, 
I'm I'm learning as we're doing this project together. I'm learning the value of having a team and trusting everybody in that team to do what they're supposed to do. You yeah. know, the the, the 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 not the not even to take light off what we talking about with you. Just the team thing, though. It's just I know you can agree. You probably can too. It's just so hard to find people that's willing to put in the same amount of effort as you. Absolutely. It's yeah. almost like, and I hate to say it, I'm like a, a woman that, you know, that's looking for a relationship, but they keep running guys that don't want to commit or don't want, you know, they don't have the same commitment level. They don't want the same things you want. Right. So it's like, you feel like, I'd rather have myself 10 times than have nine other people on mm. my team. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. Then I, I check this. I got to check that. I gotta, it's just so hard sometimes, man, so, with, with that team. And then it's, 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 it's so much room for breakdown. Mm-hmm. You got different personalities, different people. Yeah. So what I, and for me, I, I will say that I, I've been fortunate because I've been able to be around a lot of great processes. Um, you know, I worked. Uh, I was at 21 years old. I was a, I was over 100 people. I don't know why they trusted me with that responsibility, but <laughs> you know, down at the Amway Center, which is one of the largest uh, sport, the brand new Amway Center in Orlando, um, and I got to see how they really ran that big a facility, mm. you know, and I got to work with a lot of different, a lot of different companies. And one thing I realized is that, you know, it's not about what you know, it's about what you can teach somebody else. Mm. Mm. That's that's dope. Yeah. And I, cause I was the same way, man. I was like, man, I just, I don't have time to wait for you to try to get this together. But I realized if I really want to grow and really want to evolve in my business and my company, I got to be able to teach people what I know mm-hmm. and take the time and say, okay, I don't want to stop and do this right now. But the value of it is going to be greater in the long run than me trying to say, nah, let me just do it for you. Wonderful. You know, and I guess, listen listen to you say that right now, I think about work, and it's kind of the same thing, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, a store or a Walmart or whatever store, you, they'll, they'll get a, a store and they'll have people run it, you know what I'm saying? Now, obviously, the person that probably made Walmart started from wherever, you know what I'm saying? But now he got a bunch of people running it for him, yeah. and that person got people running it for him. And that person, you know what I'm saying? It's like a chain of command from the person that greets you at the door, person that's following you while you're trying to shop and thinking you're stealing, whatever. Like everybody got their own little job, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, but that make that one store. Right. I think I think also, man, it takes a lot to for us to grow in humility and understand that we can't do everything. You can't yeah. be great at everything. I don't humility care. Humility is so hard, though. It's so hard to get sometimes. Man. Yeah. It comes with, come with a lot. I yeah. Think a lot I, to be. I think with that, like I said, that's, again, that's still a learning point for some of us because, again, sometimes I know Megan attested this to Sometimes we've been burnt so much mm-hmm. by people that you, you try to get a team together, you try to have work with people, and you, like Megan said, people don't have the same work ethic as you or yeah. – they just disappoint you. They don't follow through with what, they, what they're supposed to do, or they just backstab you or whatever. So it's like sometimes you just, for me, speaking for me, it's just like I'm I'm good by myself. I'll just do what I need to do, make it happen, because I know I can depend on me. It, so in this process, just learning, again, being humble about it and being saying, hey, I do need help. Help me get make this happen. And actually, again, trusting people to make sure that, the job gets done. So I think that's just something that you have to learn, especially if you've been doing something by yourself for so long. And it's, it's definitely like different stroke for different folks too because yeah. like you can look at any saying and believe in anything you want to believe in. So you can say team yeah. make the dream work and you get a team. Or you can say uh, slow motion better than no motion and do everything yourself. Just take your time. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It just depends on what works for you and, mm-hmm. and, and how 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 – How's the stuff you're trying to be? Yeah. But you, you know, to really expand, expand. Nobody really does it alone. Yeah. But yeah, I will say this just for me. I'm, I'm appreciative and grateful for the time that I did 
work by myself because I learned. I'm grateful that I learned. Because a lot of times, for me, I feel like it's important to learn all you can learn, in this, especially in this industry. So that way, if you have to end up doing stuff, if something falls off the off the band off the wagon, you can pick up and just do it yourself. It's like, all right, let me let me handle this. Yeah. So I'm appreciative of the years that I, because I've learned so much. I'm continuing to learn, but I do also understand the importance of having that team because it's definitely, um, especially with this film, and I'm not even like doing like. 30% of it, you know what I'm saying? I wrote the script, and I'm, like, helping with the producing side of it. But, like, this man right here, Quincy's, like, directing, and he's also acting in it, too. So I just, he has a lot going on right now. So I, You know, I also wanted to try to throw in there, too, it's about timing as yeah. well. Uh, I've known Carlton for 13, almost 13 years now. Yes. 2007, 12 years, however long. And this is our first project that we're co-producing on together. Yes. And there has been... Project that we were supposed to co-produce on in the past. <laughs> almost ripped the friendship. Apart. Almost did. Almost did. It almost did. <laughs> but the timing wasn't right. And I yeah. and, and one thing I, I I learned in playing football um, is that you got to have a short memory. And when you're growing, you got to learn how to not win or lose, but win and learn. Mm-hmm. And it's not that you know we 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 run into people that we find that don't work out for our team. And they, we feel like they burn us, but that just means they, they we learn that that type of person doesn't work for us. Because I, I, I experienced the same thing. I mean, some of my greatest friends, I thought we were supposed to be business partners together, and we weren't. <laughs> it just weren't supposed to be. Yeah, that I realized, makes sense. yeah and we got it. But I learned that I can't look at this type of person to be a business person mm-hmm. if they're not if they're not that type of person. Right. Um. Well, you, you I want to first I want to say uh you said number one accordmedia.com. The number one accordmedia.com. Yes okay, sir. Make sure I got that right. Yes sir. Make sure we, we send this so we can put it in the description and stuff like that yeah. too. Um so I'm looking forward you said February 8th. Mhm. Palmer's. Yeah. What is that you could tell what that about? You can you talk about it. Yeah, so Palmer's is a is a really dope project. Um we uh Michael Noir is one a great cinematographer. He's actually going to be the cinematographer on the oath. Uh, he he DP'd on the project. We had uh, John Pierre Chavito who directed it, and uh, what was your part in this? Then uh, I was a producer. Okay, yeah, I produced it. That's another thing. See, I, I I'm, I'm not now. I'm used to different words. Like you said, simple talk. I'm used to him. He do everything. Right. So we just use one word: director. Yeah. Right. That's all we use. It's main. Yeah, it's all me. That's all. That's all we. You know, he got actors. Direct, yeah. I'm directing. You act. Right. So you got cinematographer, producer, and director. Yeah, I mean we so all different different jobs. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shot this in 4K. We did shoot it in 4K. Yeah, I, don't know, I just get a good vibe now. <laughs> it said the eighth, right? The yeah, eighth. February eighth. So um, to, you uh, you should you'll see it in the ABFF in March. March is when they have the festival, right? Yeah, I think yeah. But I can see it online, yeah. right? Yeah, but you'll you'll be able to see the trailer. I can see I can see you some work. For, oh, the uh, trailer be a trailer come out February. Yeah, 8th. yeah. The trailer's already out, so I can see the trailer right yeah, now. Right. You can you see the trailer see right now. Um, we I'll show you that before we leave. But for those who want to see all of our work, February eighth we have a relaunch of our website. What it's called? Oneaccordmedia.com. <laughs> number one. <laughs> uh, but also, um, no. I, in that you gotta. We, I, I I started off working by myself too, man. I started off shooting, editing, directing, everything, and I realized my projects were just good. And in order for I wanted if I wanted them to be great. I had to stop trying to do everything. So mm-hmm. you was okay with the uh, slow motion, better no motion, but you wanted to have that dream work, teamwork. Right. Because I'm a, as Carlton said at the very beginning, I'm a businessman over everything else. Yep. I want to build an empire. And I can't build an empire if I'm 
busy doing all the work in the factory. Mm. I got to have a bird's eye view on everything, and I got to see how we can all move together. And I got to be humble, and I got to say, hey, look, you know more than me. I've written several scripts. All of them are trash because Carlton is a way better writer than me. So I know that I coming along and getting Carlton to write on the project is way bigger than anything I can ever do by myself. Yeah, yeah. I do like I said. I think that's the last couple um, projects you just made out of no, out of nothing. It seemed like He's, man, I, this I, guy. I'm for real because it's the, crazy. The, the, the Nick of Tom, mm. it's like fam. Like I went. I honestly was like, yo, stop that. Whatever you're doing, just keep doing this. Not not to say the other stuff. It's just you. like I was like, yo, this is. I like this. I was every now I go home. I just, I just watch it. Like I watch it, and I I don't have to like set up a time and. Force myself to watch. I'm just watching it. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to my subscription, going straight down there, and going that, straight man. to it. So. Season two coming soon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Scott's man. Scott's phenomenal right? writer, man. One of the best writer I act, uh, literally ever met, and he puts it out so so much. It's like one thing people commend him on a lot is too is like the scheduling. Like I don't, that's like something people. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna keep on with you, right? You send the schedule out. I I, I don't want to be that. I don't be that guy. I don't know how to read it. <laughs> I'm looking for my name. I got to come down a, a, a fish you like really actor, actor in it. Yeah. I'm like, all right, all right. I'm not going to lie. I scroll up like nine minutes. Like, yeah, I don't see my name, fam. I did seen it once. It? I did. I'm like, then I was like, what, what does it mean? I, I don't, I, I didn't, I didn't, I mean, I, I'm guessing I'd be there that day, but I said, if I ask him, he might get mad. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I'm so I figured I'd do it here on the podcast. You know what I'm saying? He didn't get mad. He didn't get so mad. Basically, you, so you, so let's say you had to film, I think, you, I know you filmed March 2nd and 3rd, one of those days, 2nd or the 3rd. Okay. So let's say your name is on March second. You find your name. Your time is at eleven o'clock. Be there at ten thirty. That's fine. But I know honestly, I know in the industry you need to be there early. But for me, because I know how in the in these works, I don't want nobody sitting there for an hour outside. As long as you get there at the time that schedule says, I'm good. Because I still have to. I, I still got to set up and everything. One more thing. Yes. I, can, I won't get mad. At me. I can, I'm not I'm, gonna get mad. All right. Uh, a script. Yes. Is that, is that was that sent out already? Yes, you should have it. I will resend it. You didn't get it. I just, I, I just, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm beyond with you. Mm-hmm. I feel like my part is small, so I want to read through everything and gotcha. be like, okay. Listen, so if so you look I'm on the schedule, it'll say scene five, page nineteen through twenty. So that's me. That's you. Okay. Wow. And that's what all you that? read. One thirty-three. Just because I forget. Okay. Five. <laughs> I'm, I'm not. An act, I don't know. No, I'm just but like, these that questions was like, are important. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I'd rather you ask and then instead of just not show up, like some people. I could Whoa. throw a plug in there real quick. What? Uh, WonderCoreMedia.com? Yeah. Well, WonderCoreMedia.com, number one. <laughs> no, but also, um, what you're saying is also a very key part to it as well because uh, we got to e- educate the independent uh, market a lot more too because people are, are shooting these type of projects and doing these type of work not because they d- just want to, because they don't know. Mm. Um, so it's, a, it's still a large disparity in between what you see on union sets which is Avengers and all those type of projects and what you see in any market because people are literally learning as they go. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing like what we do with the again, Augusta Indie Film Festival is we want to educate people and give people opportunities to learn more about the industry. And I realized, and then just, just being transparent, we just we just did um, a, another cycle of the Augusta Indie Film Festival. Mm-hmm. And what was funny, I was telling people, I said, we got, I have to teach people, Augusta folk, what festival means. Yeah, we because that some week, people yeah. think that you're just supposed to just come, I'm going to see this movie, and that's it. And I don't think people understand. And like a festival is a, co- a collection of different works. Because we had a couple of people that they, they just came for that one film, and it was like, they didn't understand Deuces. it was like, 
you know, levels to this. You know, we show show it at different times or whatever. So it was just, again, I think it's important what Chris was saying, education um, in the film industry, especially in the indie film industry, is definitely important. So you got an exclusive right here. Look out. We're going to be bringing y'all a lot more education in the Augusta area. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. What you looking at? Schedule, man? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> now, I th- I'm looking at this thing. I'm trying to see if I read it. I'm trying to seg- I like to try to segue stuff. But um, I know we're going to do, we're going to play some AE and, and kind of dissect uh, her project. Yeah. And what it's called? Her project's called Forgive. Good. Um, I want to read this tweet and it had, it just about apologizing and stuff like that. Okay. But I want to read that going into this. And it says, um, and you, I, I, I thought about this tweet because you brought up that you had to have a, um, a short memory or a short temper. I don't know. Something short like memory. That. Short yeah. memory. All right. Um, it says, sometimes when you apologize, it's not about the person accepting it or not. It's more about no longer walking around with that negative energy anymore. Sometimes you got to apologize for you just as much as for them. Mm. Yeah. That's good. So man. with that being said, it's powerful. Let's play good. some AE, man. Let's play some AE. Yeah. All right, we already y'all already heard the first song. We're gonna play it one more time, kind of talk about it. I've listened to the whole EP. EP is dope. Uh, shout out to AE. It's no surprise. Definitely she's a, shout out to AE. She's a dope artist. Um, I don't expect anything less from her. Um, but again, this is forgive EP. This the first song is called Heart Shot. There. Beat sending nice so far. I took a shot to the heart. No projects seem rushed. Mm-hmm. Even look me looking at the stuff in the show, it seemed like it's so genuine, so much love there because you took the time, not just trying to get money to y'all to come out. And see you was the show? Oh, okay. okay. I'm, I'm sad I missed it. Like I said, I wish I would stay in the time to win. Yeah, had a crazy weekend, man. Yeah, life was crazy. But from what, the, from what I saw, it, it looked like a wonderful show. I hope she does a part two because I would love to see it again. All right, let's go to the next track. This track is called Temptation. Temptation. Fall for it every time, don't know why. I do this every time, I'm convinced that I am a part of the problem, but I. I can seem to get you out of my life Feel this how I'm breathing you 
You're so close, you seep into my skin. And addiction, I know I need to quit. I want it out, but now we're back here again. Temptations, fixations, I, I want. Artists that you have to listen to her lyrics. Like she's a true lyricist. And normally you save that word for like rappers, but it's like she truly understands the importance of wordplay and wordplay. Yeah, right. I think she got her own style. She just like when I play around people, they like they they they. Everybody always say a different person, but it's always like a respectable person. Or at least somebody that, that got some good, genuine music. They ain't got to be the biggest, but just their music got like some kind of soul to it. Yeah. So. Let me feel it. I feel it and I don't care about. You know, I definitely say I feel her, her expression in the song. Like, that's, I think that's key too. She's not, it doesn't seem like she's making a song for anybody else but herself. Right, right. Almost like she's like she painting a picture. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, let's go to the next track. This is called Forgive Me. Too. That's exactly what I was just doing. So no one else can tell me who I am. You elevate me. I kind of can see what you said. So elevate comparison in the sense of so far it's almost like a story. I get that kind of relationship vibe. Like in order to get past, you gotta do all the extra stuff. And this song, and even the, the ballad, the, the, the pain in the, in the music. I'm a journey guy. That's why I love Kendrick so much. 
I think because with albums like that, you're telling and the story, take, take on a trip. Right. right. I, right. Need to, I like the journey. Like saying, with the LMA album, it's a journey. You know so I, I love that. Literally, the art of storytelling. Yeah. yeah. Next track, I love you. Little, little, uh, little more uppity vibe here, man. Yeah. Less pain, more joy. together but y'all been together you know right like, bro what's going on you know what right I'm so this song is definitely Five years back, we enter. relatable yeah a place we just can't get out of i'm a beat person too so like this this beat is really it's a strange Boy, beat and i like it mm. actually reminds me of another song that she already has you want she got a video for so. Yeah, I got to see that. I think I thought the same thing. Yeah, but it's just a different twist on it. She was kind of rapping on that a little bit. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched it. Yeah. As long as you're happy, no wait, boy, I don't mean to be with me. This is called NKOTB. Safe to say your time has been wasted. I'm assuming this stands for new kids on the block. Fall like leaves, the seasons are changing. So I guess you leave the same way you came in You came in Said you had that top spot, wait, no, come again I told you I was coming, but that drunk you sitting there What's up now? Pencils down, wow, the new kids coming in Shakedown, now you're witnessing the takedown. Look, yeah, you wanna touch. I'm your woman crush. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, love. Tell me what you say, love. You don't want these problems, get about the way, love. You ain't come to dance, get about the way. You don't take a chance when you don't need to hang. You ain't making plans, you don't need to play. If you don't take a stance, you don't need to stay. And there's a price and you gotta pay, love. If you really popping, you ain't gotta say it, love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Safe to say your time has been wasted. Fall like leaves, the seasons are changing. So I guess you leave the same way you came in. You came in. I told you I was coming, but they told you sitting there. 
like that. Yeah, that was good stuff, man. There we go. That was uh, a brief rundown of AE's the cool new album, a new EP, Forgive. Um, definitely available on all uh, digital platforms. I'll go get that. I got it on my Apple Music shop, the main for converting me. Yeah, um, had, <laughs> had to do it, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, but we're on uh, so Apple Music, Spotify, um, all that other good stuff. Title. Yeah, title, all that great stuff. So y'all go get that, man. It's a good, it's a dope album, dope, a dope EP, I should say. Um, yeah, I like AE. Like I said, I feel like she one of the top artists in the area. I don't think heads on the music, but she's definitely one of the top artists in the area. Not all popularity, but just off talent and and um and the music. But you know what I love about her? I love that she lets her work speak for herself. I've never she seen, don't do social media like that. That's on, but honestly. even but even if she did, I've never seen her like. Put out a list, or oh boy. yeah, hey, let's keep it one hundred. Put out a list, or put herself on a list, or put herself on this pedestal. She just does the work, and and, and her humility and her artistry speaks for itself. And I think that's why she's one of the top people in this area. To me, I, I'm a type of person I'm like I compare your music to music. I'm not yeah. a, I'm not a. You will, you know, if your music is good, your music is good. And to me, AE. It's just a dope artist. I don't even put. I'm not even putting local in there. She's a dope artist. Period. So that's a good point, man. If your music is good, it's good. That's I like that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, one one thing I can say is we you talk about last time for people not knowing a local artist. Sometimes you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying they don't know that they just they think they 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 from Atlanta or they think they 21 Savage. They think they big like that and they 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 carry themselves as such. And that's how you feel. Hey, that's on you. But she don't. You know what I'm saying? She carries herself like a regular person. Like mm-hmm. even even talking to her when we had on on the fine ice, she was just cool. Yeah. Like I, not not no no pun intended. She was really just cool. Like she was. She talked about anything we asked her. She she talked about it. She seemed chill. She wasn't extra. She wasn't competitive. It didn't seem like. Yeah. Um. I I feel like she don't even, she don't view herself as a top person. She just she just puts music puts music out. Mm-hmm. And we like it so much. And I think that that might that might help her a lot. You know. Give yeah. up, have a long one. So. How do you feel about? Because like, so you're not from Augusta, or you don't live in Augusta. So, how was your thoughts on on AE? Yeah, I I will tell you, this is the first time I heard it, and I, I she felt like any industry artist that I would hear on any daily basis. I didn't feel like she was a local. Um, I really enjoyed her production value. I'm huge on production value, whether it's music, film, whatever. And I've enjoyed her production quality of her tracks. It seemed like something that. You will hear from a major studio, so I want to meet her. I want to uh, hear more of her work, and and I'm definitely gonna listen to this later today. So she she was amazing. I'm gonna tell you this: I had a e perform at my birthday one of my birthday parties. This is about Dope. two or three years ago. What was funny was my friend. He's one of my actors. Shout out to Joshua Shipman. He came down. He's on Brotherhood. Um, he came down and he was like amazed. By her, like it's it, which was dope to me because like you got this person from out of town, they're really vibing with somebody. You know, you don't really see a lot of people from out of town, right? Right, right, artists, right. So I think that was dope to expose him mm-hmm. to. We got, I'm like, we got some great talent here in Augusta, so like, I just want people to to see that. So shout out to all the artists in Augusta that's really truly grinding and doing your thing, and just let your work speak for yourself. You know, just keep doing what you're doing. People gonna see you, so that's dope. Definitely dope. But again, if you guys want to check out AE, the cool, the Forgive EP, go to is all all digital platforms. Just download it um, and get it. 
and and listen to it. Show your support. Let her know on social media too, because um, I'm sure she'll be grateful and would love to hear what you think about her EP. So, shout out to AE the Cool on that. Um, you want to get into your that's fire? You have something for that? That's fire. Uh, let's see. What's the fire? Uh, probably the oath. Yeah. I'm going to say 100% with you. I didn't have nothing this week. But we're going to make the oath that's fire. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's what we're going to do. Because um, actually we're getting ready to go to our cast uh, read, table read. Yep. So I'm really, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really get excited about projects until I'm like doing it. That's just even with my own projects, like my web series. I, once I'm like in it, then I'm like, people asking me, how do you feel about it? I'm like, uh. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, it's cool, but once I think once we sit down at the table and really read it with the official cast members, I was like, the, the excitement is really gonna be like on a thousand. So that's fire yeah. that we the oath is coming soon. Yeah, if I could just piggyback on that, like this is now is is really getting real. Yeah, we've been we've been planning it for a very long time now, and uh, we are launching our. our GoFundMe campaign uh-huh. to continue to pay for some of these costs because good quality ain't cheap. It ain't. So uh, that will be launching on Friday as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check that out on oneaccordmedia.com, the number one, but also on <laughs> the vpntv.com and yeah. all my social media pages. Yes. And I, I, I neglected to tell you earlier, you can check our workout right now on our Vimeo page at oneaccordmedia.com on Vimeo. All our work okay. is there right now. You can go check it out. I'm going to show so you some stuff. So it's on Vimeo right now? Okay, yeah, cool, I'm show cool. you some stuff before we leave. Um, nah, I, I, I guess I had a good time talking to you. Um, I feel like I learned a lot. You know what I'm saying? I ain't ready to see the the, the work. Just, just based on how you talk, I just feel like the work is just it's just as well put together as the, the things you say here. You know what I'm saying? So, I appreciate it, man. I'm um, ready to see that. Um, yeah, man. Uh, I, I, mean, I think the second, like, usually we have hours, we have half, but, like, one is more. I just feel like it was a good flow all together, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Even up until playing the music, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. a, it's a good flow, man. It's a great yeah. a great show. A great show. Definitely a good one. Yeah, I, I, even even if I thought it was going to be good, I'm pretty sure it was better than I thought it would have been anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, the topics was good. I mean, I, I ain't probably like had to stretch nothing out. Um, having a guess is always good because you can always, anything you want to, you can you can stretch it out by asking them questions. Mm. Um, you sharing some stories with it obviously was a big deal because that that kind of yeah, threw a wrench in there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But shout out to Q though from driving from Atlanta to here though because we film for those of y'all who don't know we do tape in Augusta. So Q got on I twenty and came on down here to Augusta to be on fire and ice. So shout out to you, sir, for getting on that hey, road. Man, I appreciate you guys having me. I was I was I really excited to be here. Seriously, y'all guys are doing some great things. This is a, a really dope platform. And I can say that hey, I was on here when it when they first began. Yes, <laughs> as we continue to expand. Uh, real quick though, of course we don't want to let VPN Mag, our very own main, he's boss moves. Yes, for this get uh, quarter. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I still got some cash apps. I got to send you. Yeah, I got some more cash apps. For what? That. Man, we got to shout out Main again, it's man. Copy, man. Main you know? is yeah. Main has been selling the hell out of these magazines, bro. And that's like appreciate that, like for real. Yeah, man, it's a good selling pitch. I'm in it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. That's it, man. Um, if you want to get your copies, you go to the VPNTV.com and order them. You get your physical for 10, digital for 5. We got to, like, come in. I wanted to just share this. Uh, so I was going to start from the beginning with that, but I figured it's best to do it now. I was going to wait, but I'm going to say now. Hit it. Um, You know, it's funny. We talk about kids and stuff, right? So 
my daughter, I got two daughters, obviously, you know, two and seven, my, but Brooke, one that's older, um, around Christmas time, you know, she had um, made a Christmas list. Mm-hmm. So, you know, pr- pretty much got everything on a Christmas list. But my daughter, she's a little, like, not saying different. Everybody think their child is different, obviously. But we got, like, a good relationship. So she asked me one, like, what I wanted. And I was just being funny. You know, parents, I don't want to raise. I want more money. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So she wrote on her list, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> a raise, you know what I'm saying? So um, she sent those to the North Pole. The, for some reason, the, the post office, they sent it back. I didn't know they do that, but they sent it back. So that was, like, a good thing for her. She went, took it to school, showed all her kids, oh, send her on way back, send her on way back, you know? That was good. Um, so fast forward. About January, beginning of January, you know, her mom had asked her, like, did you enjoy Christmas, whatever, just a random question. She was like, yeah, I guess. I didn't get everything I wanted. My mom thought she would be ungrateful. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know, our kids be like, what? She's like, well, daddy didn't get no raise. So, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh. I, I wasn't thinking about that time. I forgot she had even put that on there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so, like, you know, a couple couple podcasts ago, we I spoke about the fact that my job had interviewed me or something. Right. I didn't get the interview. Right. But they didn't reschedule. They didn't call me back. They gave positions away. Right. I'm not sure. I had to do a lot. I ain't going to talk about all that. But I feel like I had my ducks in order in order to fight that pretty much. I didn't have to do anything. For, I went and talked to HR one day. We didn't, have, we didn't have the best conversation. But I was very firm. And long story short, it, I don't know how it worked that way, but... Smite didn't didn't accept the job, I guess. So mm-hmm. then I had to re 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 interview for it. Um, I interviewed, I got it this time, and um, so it was just good because like this past weekend, with my daughter, or whatever, and my mom was like, "Brooke, your daddy got the raise." I wouldn't think my I wouldn't think about like that, you know. what I'm saying I don't think my goal telling about I got the job, I got the right, job, right, got the, right. But like, your daddy got the raise, and Brooke was happy. She gave me a hug and all that stuff. So it was like yeah. it was just good to finally, That's you what's know. Up. Yeah. I wouldn't think about the fact that she wrote that down on her, her Christmas list, though. You know, what I'm right, saying? Like, right. It's just kids are just they just. I want to make you look at life differently sometimes, you know. Well, congratulations yeah. to you, oh, sir. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank man, you. that's big, bro. That's big. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. No, more money. More money. Yeah. More money, more money, more money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, that was that was just funny to me. Well, real know. quick, since we promoting stuff, y'all go check out Peace Be Still, my new series, please. Go yeah. check it out. Go Definitely to uh, youtube.com slash Victory Productions. Subscribe if you want to get the only the first episodes on YouTube. If you want to see the whole series, you gotta go to Vimeo.com. Um, slash on demand slash peace be still to get those. We're trying to do things a little bit different. Yeah, you know, this year we trying to we trying to pay folk. Say it. Mm. So therefore, in order for us to pay folk, money got to come into the come into the machine. Amen. VP ain't got no money right now. So therefore, in order for us, <laughs> us to get money, we got to do these things a little bit differently. So we're starting to try to um, get people to understand we're going to start charging for content now. So getting people on that mindset, not everything, but some of the newer shows going to start charging for content. That way we can start paying our actors because, um, you know, we all don't want to be working for free forever, which, again, I've been doing this for a very long time, and a lot of this stuff has been coming out of my pocket. So it's time to now start making sure Victory Productions start making money, mm-hmm. and that way we can start making sure everybody get paid. So that's well, very important. Com- at least if it's coming out your pocket, that money is actually going in your pocket for the money to come out of. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Cause that's true. That but to his hold. point, uh, y'all can donate to the oath on Feb- on Friday, <laughs> <laughs> February eighth. Well, no, he's telling the truth. Please, seriously, no, seriously, seriously. no, we need it. Um, I, I know you're from Atlanta. Is it hard from Atlanta? Like we're not paying people. I, I I've been paying people for about a year now. Oh, so you you making money then? I mean, I'm not making money, but it's I mean, we you know like what just like Carlton said. People, we want to get to the point where we we're giving paying people for their time. I mean, we want people, it, we want a certain well, quality. We in Augusta, so I guess in, the, in Atlanta, is it easier to generate generate revenue for things like that? Because that's like more of an artsy town, I would say right now. 
Uh, well, so most most of my our company's revenue comes from we're a full service production company, so we do all we do a lot. Of, we have a lot of client base, so we take a lot of money from what we do for clients, and we put it into our own projects. Yeah, right. so it's not as far as the independent projects generating money. It's pretty difficult. And I it's think, that, and but the thing is, people don't really understand that. So it's not that directors don't want to pay you. Is that they don't have it, <laughs> right? So, right. you know what I'm saying. Like, I think again, but again, people got to be honest. I'm speaking for both sides. Directors and producers have to be honest with their actors. And if you can't pay them, then be honest with it. So, everybody mm-hmm. just be honest. That's the All lesson. Right, be man. honest. Um, <laughs> hey man, I'm learning, I'm learning lesson. I'm learning lesson now. Um, <laughs> we got eight seconds left, man. Fire nice, man. Um, shout out to everybody. You know, yeah, man. man. Thank y'all for listening. We appreciate y'all. Thank you for the invite. Fire nice. We out. Yeah.